This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, August 12th. Kathy Romano is out. I will be handling the news duties. Good morning to you. Joe Biden named California Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate on Tuesday, making history by selecting the first black woman to compete on a major party's presidential ticket and acknowledge the vital role black voters will play in his bid to defeat Donald Trump. In choosing Harris, Biden is embracing a former rival from the Democratic Party who is familiar with the unique rigor of a national campaign. The 55-year-old first-term senator, who is also of South Asian descent, is one of the party's most prominent figures. She quickly became a top contender for the number two spot after her own White House campaign ended. And she will appear with Biden for the first time as his home running as his running mate at uh, an event today near his home in Wilmington, Delaware. We don't have the time or place of that as of yet. I think it's the Outback Steakhouse. Is Preston. Out. Listen, yeah. Everybody loves Everyone that. goes yeah. there. You know, that's Why Michael not? Douglas goes for his birthday. Yeah. It's uh, you're like family. No, wait, there's that Applebee's. You're like an Australian family. Uh, you're like an Australian no. family. Uh, no, your family here. Is no, that it's Olive Garden. a whole new neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, that's Applebee's. Uh, true to your school. Yeah, that too. So... <laughs> Uh, in announcing the pick, Biden called Harris a fearless fighter for the little guy, one of the country's finest public servants. Uh, she said that uh, Biden would, um, she said. She said Biden oh, yeah. would oh. order a blooming onion. No, this is her comment. She said that Biden. <laughs> yeah, she'll have a wallaby darned and a blooming onion. Remember the wallaby darned? No, do, what's yes. a wallaby darned? Oh, it's like a special drink that they have. It's like peach and rum and, yeah. Wallaby darned. Yeah. Wallaby right. darned and a blooming onion for the lady, please. Uh, so she said that Biden would unify the American people and build an America that lives up to our ideals. Uh, Donald Trump told reporters Tuesday that he was, quote, a little surprised that Biden picked Harris, pointing to their uh, debate stage uh, disputes during the primary uh, Trump, who had donated her previous campaigns, argued that she was, quote, about the most liberal person in the U.S. Senate. Police say a 17-year-old Sesame Place employee in Bucks County was assaulted over the weekend for reminding two park guests to wear their masks. Huh. The incident happened around 5 p.m. on Sunday at the amusement park in Langhorn. Sesame Place reopened this summer with a strict mask policy in place. Police said the 17-year-old, 17-year-old, Reminded a male and female guest about the mandatory mask policy. And according to police, the two guests responded to the request in an aggressive manner, closing the distance on the teenager, which caused him to back up. Uh, Police said both guests then struck the 17-year-old Sesame Place employee in the face, knocking him to the ground. Man, I would have called for Snuffleupagus. Uh, The male, he's the biggest one. The biggest one is, yeah, yeah, even bigger than Big Bird. Bulk-wise. The male and female guest, along with their party, then exited the park. The teenager was taken to a nearby St. Mary's Medical Center and had to go undergo surgery Are you kidding? for injuries to his jaw and teeth. Yeah. So they beat, they beat the crap out yeah, of him. Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, <sighs> the suspect's vehicle was identified and Middletown Township worker with Sesame Place Security in reviewing surveillance footage. Uh, police said the couple fled in a car with New York plates. Middletown Township Police are working with the New York Police Department and other agencies. Uh, once positive ID is established and the charges with extradition is approved by the Bucks County District Attorney's Office, detectives will seek arrest warrants. I hope they get those people. Oh, yeah, that's him. <laughs> yep. There's your witness right there. 
Uh, police say there have been at least two large parties at a Sicklerville, New Jersey home in the last several weeks. And despite attempts to stop the most recent pool party on Sunday, hundreds showed up and paid a cover charge to get in. <laughs> Police in Gloucester Township released a video from the party showing a crowded party at a backyard pool on Prospect Court. Uh, the police say a large for-profit party at the, home, at the same home in July caught their attention. They soon heard another one was in the works, hosted by homeowner Jeffrey Davis Jr. and promoted by Marheem Miller of Camden. So outside the pandemic thing, it's a, it would be illegal to have a for-profit party in a resident. Would it or would it? I don't know. I mean, we always uh, used to charge cover if there was a keg that yeah. uh, right. Paid for but I'm wondering, so. like, like zoning or if that's it's a violation. It's probably technically illegal, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, they're yeah. they're probably not, um, t- you know, <sighs> claiming all these on on their IRS reports. Right. right? Yeah. Like, exactly. So police say about 250 people were observed at the home without masks, not social distancing. Police say, also say several cars were parked illegally. And trash was left on the streets. Citations were issued to the homeowner, including noise and zoning violations, littering and violating the governor's executive orders. The party promoter also faces charges for violating executive orders. Neighbors say that they would like the parties to stop. Police say that the township was hit hard by COVID-19 and gatherings like this were not helping. They had 57 deaths. Ten police officers at one time were infected in that area. So they don't want this going on. Right. According to Governor Phil Murphy's orders, outdoor gatherings are restricted to 500 people with social distancing or mask wearing when it's not when that's not possible. Indoor gatherings are capped at 25 people or 25% capacity with an exception for weddings, funerals, memorial services and religious and political activities which are capped at 100 people or 25% capacity and masks must be worn at all times. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Phils lost in extra innings last night, 10-9, to the Baltimore Orioles. Phillies center fielder Roman Quinn missed a dive on a line drive off the bat of Baltimore's Austin Hayes, which resulted in a go-ahead inside-the-park home run, which became the game winner. Uh, the Phils will play today at home against the Orioles. That is at 7.05. Sixers lost the Phoenix Suns, 131-17. Sixers were without their stars. Without all of their stars. Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Al Harford. Their parents uh, Harford, actually played. Yeah. Uh, and Josh Richardson were all out. Ben Simmons had successful surgery to remove a loose body from his left knee Monday and is out indefinitely. Uh, the Sixers, who dropped to 49-29 in the season, take on the Toronto Raptors tonight, 6-30, for their uh, penultimate seeding game. Uh, the Flyers start their first round of the playoffs tonight as the number one seed. Yeah. Take on the Montreal Canadiens at 8 o'clock and the Toronto bubble. The game can be heard here on WMMR. And last night, Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 3-2 with a game winner scored by Braden Point in the fifth. Uh, the game's fifth overtime. Uh, the Blue Jackets' Junis uh, Corposalo racked up a new NHL record of 85 saves what? in the game. Unbelievable. So that is a record. And one last thing. Football's Big Ten just made it official. Their 2020 games are postponed due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Uh, The 14-game league hopes to play the postponed games in the spring. Uh, The move sidelines big names, including Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Wisconsin. 
It also makes it more likely that few or no college football games will be played this fall. And there you go. That is what I have in sports news and all of it for you this morning. Uh, we're back from an extended uh, bit of time off vacay. At least most of us are back. Yes. Uh, Kathy is still gone. Nick is still gone. They'll be out for the rest of the week. They'll be returning on Monday. We had to play sort of a Tetris thing with getting all the vacation done. Yeah. Because, you know, there's we're, we're sort of uh, encouraged to take it all. And everything slid because of the corona stuff at the beginning of it. We had some vacation planned that we never got to take. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. So uh, with that, we uh, we try to return back into the swing of things, of which we do have a secret text word, which we do on Wednesdays. We have a chance to win a digital download of Caddyshack celebrating its 40th anniversary. If you're interested in that, you can you can do it now. Text the word secret to 39333. We'll send it back a word back to you. Later on, we will ask you to call in with that word, and we'll also grab a random texter, and we'll give that prize to you as well. Word of the week prize going to be a short one. Three letters this week, I believe. Has anybody else been doing letters this no, week? No, no. That's, that's it. That's All right, good. Thing. All right, we have a ticket for you and three friends to see. Bert Kreischer, presented ah. by the Preston and Steve Show this Sunday, and as part of the live-in drive-in concert series, series at Citizens Bank Park. So... Make sure that you keep track of the letters. Only three of them. They'll be at the end of the show, and you'll be able to go on Sunday. It's going to be a pretty sweet deal. We will be there as well. Yes. I'm looking forward to seeing Bert. Uh, so also on Wednesdays, Fox Good Day, we're going to go live on TV this morning. We will do that. And we also are going to have comedian Joe List, who's going to be joining us in the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, he's got a uh, comedy special on uh, Comedy Central's it's, stand-up YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. So we will talk to him a little bit later on this morning. So those things and more are taking place. A lot happening as well as the entertainment news. Stupid question that stuff coming up right after these. Stay with us. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. There's no better time to say I love you, and there's no better time to get engaged. Steven Singer's team of real experts are ready to help. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the super question this morning, going to give away a, wow, a carload pass for up to four people to see Steel Panther. What? At the Circle Drive in Theater in Scranton. Uh, and they're worth the drive, gang. They're they're just awesome. So this is going to be September 12th. Tickets are on sale at uh, Ticketmaster.com. So a question that I have for you this morning concerns the NATO phonetic alphabet. Yes. What is the word for the letter Q in the NATO phonetic alphabet? 215-263-WMMR. Pretty easy question. Let's see if you know the answer to that. I'll go through some birthdays. While we're waiting for that call to come in today is Wednesday, August 12th, and it is the most tanned man in the world's birthday, George Hamilton. George Hamilton. I just saw him t- um, in some documentary, and I forget it, what who, he was talking about another celebrity. He's sharp. He's funny. He's still leathery. Yes. Looking very uh, t- mm-hmm. tan. But, man, he's uh, at that age, he's really he's humming along. Yeah. I always liked him. He's 81 years old today. Uh, he's been in everything from uh, Doc Hollywood to Love at First Bite to Where the Boys Are. Wow, he goes back to the Where the Boys Are. Where the Boys Are. He was in a movie called The, the Power about telekinetic and telekinesis stuff, and it was yes. really good. The fact that he's so tan and that his teeth are so white, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's an amazing calibration tool that he's turned into. 81. Pete Sampras, the uh, tennis player, dominated the sport for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, celebrating his 49th birthday. I today. saw him play once. Uh, really? Yeah, in New York? Pr- pretty amazing. Yeah, okay. yeah. Forest Hills. Yeah. 
Uh, Casey Affleck also celebrates a birthday today. He's 45 today. I like him. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, who, what was that, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Not Mr. Graver, it was, um... Mystic Pizza. No, no, Mystic, no. Mystic Pizza. What the hell is it? Um, <laughs> Manchester by the Sea. Manchester That's by it. the Sea. Now, that is a party movie. It is, I mean, it's gut-wrenching, but his performance in that is just amazing. It's yeah, hilarious. You know what? I didn't see it, and, uh, and, and I, that, because you guys keep telling me about how horribly depressing it is, but he won an Oscar for it, right? He did. Preston, I mean, there, it, they, it's just a punch in the gut for like an hour and a half but i think it ends with a happy ending okay and some people well, i mean it as happy way. as it can be right, right. <laughs> so but it works yeah uh but you know you can go back to the uh the american pie movies remember yes. he was the wiser older brother that yeah had, yeah uh, had moved on and gave uh gave his brother his little brother advice i watched that the other day it's still funny it was on cable right yeah um, it's doing its rounds on hbo good. I still like that movie. <laughs> He's 45 today. Uh, Mark Knopfler, the great Mark Knopfler, turned 71 years old today. Huge fan. I've seen Dire Straits four or five times in concert. Nice. Uh, and uh, his solo stuff is sensational. Yeah, and he's also, for the longest time uh, in Nashville, a gun for hire. I mean, he was like a top-level st- and sought-after studio musician. Did he not write the soundtrack to or part of the soundtrack for The Princess Bride? You know what? I think you are correct yes. about that, Steve. Yeah. Uh, he is 71 years old today. Rebecca Gayhart, uh, who we remember in everything from the Urban Legend movies to what was the TV show she was on? Felicity? Felicity? No. She was on 90210. 90210. Did she kill somebody in a car yeah. accident? No, right? no, she got killed. So no, she no, 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 not in the TV show. <laughs> IRL, Marissa. <laughs> In real life. In real life. Not in the world you live in, 90210. Well, in 90210, she took Dylan's Porsche to go do something, and then Dylan had a hitman after him, so they shot at the Porsche thinking it was him, but it was really her. Okay. Take a drive up the coast. They blew up Dylan's car. (laughs) Do you remember that? They blew it up, yes. Oh, my God. But she killed somebody in real life. Yeah, there was It was a... like her and her husband, right? McSteamy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a car accident, and I don't remember. Yeah, vehicular manslaughter. Here, I'm looking it up on, on Wikipedia, but it's... I don't have time to go through the whole yeah, damn article, folks. Sorry cares, about that. What do you want why from you, me? Why did you even bring it up? Santa's got to go. Uh, Rebecca Gayhart is 49 today. They hit somebody as they walked across the street in L.A. Oh, they hit a pedestrian. Okay. Okay. And then the last birthday is model and actress Cara Delevingne. And uh, she is 28 years old today. So now they're calling for a director's cut of the Suicide Squad that she's in. And I thought she was a really compelling character in that movie, which is uneven. I, I, I like the first 40 minutes of it. I really love. And then it turns to crap. But... We'll see if that happens. So she's 28 today. Happy birthday to everybody celebrating birthdays today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to a super question. In the NATO phonetic alphabet, uh, what is the word for the letter Q? 215-263-WMMR. And I am going to go to Andy for that answer. Hey, Andy, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good, Andy. So what is the uh, word for Q in the phonetic alphabet? Uh, Quebec. That is correct. Hang on a second, Andy. We got your info, and we're going to set you up with a carload pass from the four people to see Steel Panther at the Circle Drive In Theater. It's the Circle Drive In Theater. There you go in Scranton on Saturday, September 12th. And tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Got a lot of things to get to in the world of celebrities, and we'll start with actor Lakeith Stanfield. 
Uh, he is letting everyone know that he is okay after a series of alarming posts on social media. Uh, he wrote, I'm okay, everyone, uh, in the message. He said, I appreciate everybody checking in on me, but I'm good. I'm not harming myself. Much love. He had deleted all of his previous posts. What's he but, known from? I'm, I'm not familiar with the actor. Oh, yeah, you are. He was in Selma. And also, do you remember that? Um, oh, I do. Okay. Can I help you? The phone. Uh, yeah. The uh, second you said Selma, I knew who you were talking about. Yeah. And then also, Get Out, he was the, like, when when the couple gets to the house for the first time, he's like the the first black guy that you meet. That yes. is like right. kind of like under like the handyman. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's really good. Wait, is that who he played? No, not the handyman. The, he's younger. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. All right. So he said, uh, "I'm okay, everyone," and he deleted the previous post. And he had apparently had worried a bunch of people when he had posted shots of a pill bottle for. Uh, Carvadillo. No, no. Isn't that a, not an a, animal? No. <laughs> they get Armadillo. killed all the time on the roads of Texas. Carvadillo. Oh, God damn it, I just hit a Carvadillo. Carvadillo. I guess is how you say that. It, it's a Carvadillo. It fall up into a little shelled thing. Yeah. Uh, only Sometime. it looks like the body of a uh, of an actual VW <laughs> right. Volkswagen, Carvadillo. so they call it a Carvadillo. Oh, my God. Instead of a Armadillo. God, I love my Carvadillo. Uh. When it rains, they just ball up. Uh, so it, I guess it's Carvadillol, uh, typically used to treat high blood pressure. He wrote a worrying message, too. He had written, I like to be by myself uh, because I can hurt myself and no one tells me to stop or fakes like they care. Why he also, wouldn't he think that that would cause concern? He also wrote, reality is boring and moves too slow and no one is trustworthy. And another one he wrote, outside is crazy. I'm going to just stay inside from now on, bottoms up. Uh, actor Patton Oswald, who had appeared on BoJack Horseman with him, had confirmed that he's okay. He said, just got confirmation. Lakeith is okay. Sorry if I overreacted. Okay, getting off Twitter for a while. Text or DM someone you haven't texted or DM for a while and tell them a cool memory you have about them. Good night. And, and that's apparently what That's good did. advice. I posted a picture over the weekend and cra- raised some alarm. It was just an armadillo. Oh. And uh, people said, why'd you post that? <laughs> and uh, it was Why wild. did you post that? Because uh, I, I couldn't remember the name for Carvadillo. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Reports say that Nick Cannon is planning to sue Viacom CBS for $1.5 billion. Wow. Yeah. Which is the estimated value of his hit show, Wild and Out. As previously reported, Viacom CBS severed ties with Cannon following statements that he made about the Jewish community. A uh, member of Nick's team told the Shade Room about the upcoming suit. It is just that simple. Wild and Out belongs to Nick. The show was created by Nick Cannon. With his idea and original thought, Wild and Out has bought, brought billions of dollars in revenue to Viacom since 2015, and Nick deserves and has earned everything it is worth. Okay, so they cut ties with him, but he is going to continue hosting uh, The Mass Singer, right? Is he? Is that the deal? I believe, last I heard, I thought that was the story. Right. Yeah. But and I mean, he's still he, on uh, the Supreme Court. But no, my question about Wild and Out is... Uh, you know, does he have legal ownership? I think he does. I okay. think I think he's the legitimate creator of that series. Okay, then if he's got it in paper, yeah. I don't know why he needs to sue. I don't so, know. I, who knows? Nick's team said that he plans to use the money from the suit to invest in better education in uh, underserved communities, as well as creating psychological programs, youth organizations, and developing inner city communities. The source added, if Viacom believes in growth, Equality, education, then Viacom will do what is right and pay Nick what they owe him and give him his 1.5 brand. God almighty. There you go. God almighty, that's a lot of cash. It is. 
Chris Pratt, Katherine Schwarzenegger announced the birth of their first yeah. child together. That was on Monday on social media. <laughs> what a cute little baby. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I tickle under his chin. <laughs> or is it a her, right? Uh, girl? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but, that you makes know. it even weirder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen to the voice on that. Uh, they shared a sweet photo with the new baby girl. The couple said that they named their daughter Lila Maria Schwarzenegger Pratt. Oh, boy. So that's the full name. Uh, and uh, he had written, uh, we couldn't be happier. Both mom and baby are doing great. Uh, he said, we are extremely blessed. Love, Catherine and Chris. And he also included two Bible verses in the Instagram post. Uh, she posted a similar message to her own social media accounts without uh, without the Bible verses. And uh, one word, Carmadillo. And Carmadillo. Uh, the pair also posted an adorable photo alongside the announcements, ah. which appeared to show the hands of Pratt, Schwarzenegger, and the new baby girl. <laughs> uh, the baby's middle name is shared, of course, by Schwarzenegger's mother, Maria Schreiber. Uh, congratulations from the star's famous friends quickly poured in following the announcement. Uh, the baby is Catherine's. First child and Pratt's second. He was previously married, of course, to Anna Ferris, and they share a son, Jack, who was born in August of 2012. They divorced in 2018 after nearly nine years of marriage. Their son looks exactly like the kid from Kramer versus Kramer. Remember that uh, movie? I remember the movie, yeah, but yeah. I'd have to go back. Adorable. So, oh, so Jack, this uh, the, with, with, with yeah, Chris with, and Anna. Okay, yeah. yeah. It looks just like him. Okay. I mean, it did a couple of years ago. He's probably driving their car now. Uh, Pratt and Catherine were married in June of 2019, so they have a baby. That's cool. Thrilled. It's very yes. cool. Uh, and they're apparently back to work on the next Jurassic Park movie. Okay. Are they? Yeah. Already? Good. Well, finding love seems like such a personal journey. Oh, it does, Jesus. man. But for uh, Tashia Adams who is taking over the Bachelorette from Claire Crawley. I love you, Tashia. Who found love earlier than convenient for the production is it's less so. Uh, Reality Steve reports. Me? No, or, not or, you. Uh, some oh, dude named Reality Steve. Oh, boy. Uh, or it's a, a service. Who the hell knows? But anyhow, <laughs> uh, reports that Adams will have to settle for the men already cleared for Crawley season. All right, so we assume they're all getting COVID tests and they're all being locked down. Yeah, I mean, right. Well, they, they're right now they're just doing putting the cast together. Right. So, so uh, per reality, Steve, uh, they reached out to guys who never made cast and guys who had been eliminated in previous rose ceremonies from Claire, but I have not heard of one guy that went back to filming. So, Tashia's guys are whoever was left on Claire's season, and possibly any new guys Whoa. that were asked who were never part of the 32 names back in March or 42 names announced in July, and I guess that's possible as well, he said. So Tashia's just getting the leftovers? Yeah. That, that doesn't seem right. Uh, but, I mean, I guess they didn't start I mean, filming, so... Who, who didn't make the final cut? I don't know. Which, I love you, it means that she, <laughs> she gets Crawley's rejects with a few add-ins. Look. I brought you a rat on a stick. <laughs> it's usually a flower. <laughs> In my world, this is a flower. Yeah, they're having to, they're having yeah. to take whoever they can get right now, yeah. I guess. Hey, man, pickings are light. <laughs> and I don't got the COVID, but you don't want to know what I do have. As has been widely reported, Crawley and former contestant Dale Moss have found love and are focusing on each other right now. I have a great date planned. We're going to take a balloon ride over the dumps. Uh, meanwhile, Mike Johnson, the previous fan favorite who was thought to be content 
uh, who was uh, thought to be in contention as the first black bachelor, slammed the franchise in a uh, interview with Variety. He had said ultimately, well, ultimately he was not selected in the season. Uh, starred Peter Weber. He told Variety that he's quote baffled by the switcheroos on the current season. He said, "I'm definitely surprised. This is a bit much. The point is for the lead to find love." And then the sec- no, it's not. No. second point is to create a little bit of drama because the fans like the drama. But from what I'm hearing, <laughs> they're going over the top like too far. But we'll see. They always do a great job, and they have for nearly 20 years, so they're doing something right Well, here. of course, that's incorrect. It's totally about going over the top, and yes. it's hardly about love. And then they had the older bachelorette who apparently fell in love with one of the contestants ahead of complete or starting filming of the series. Oh. Yes. So that's rubbed all that up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And not in a good way. No, not in the mm. not in a good, good rubbing, rubbing out, out way. way. No, that there is a very good rubbing out way. Uh they're wearing their feelings on their shirts. Celebrities including Jessica Alba, Regina King, Olivia Wilde, Manny Moore, Lala Anthony, Amy Schumer, Viola Davis, uh, Halle Berry, Busy Phillips, Samuel L. Jackson and Tracy Ellis Ross are a few uh, they're demanding justice for Brianna Taylor who was gunned down in her home in March by Louisville Metro Police Department officers. They and dozens of others posted Instagram photos featuring themselves wearing a T-shirt from the black and female-owned Phenomenal uh, that reads, Arrest the Cops Who Killed Brianna Taylor. Uh, several captions were written as well uh, there, and uh, it's in partnership with the Brianna Taylor Foundation, uh, to which all profits from tees will be donated. Uh, there's been a wave of celebrity activism for Taylor. Uh, Oprah Winfrey put her on the cover of O Magazine for the first time that she didn't cover it in 20 years and then bought uh, 26 billboards, one for each year of her life, demanding justice in her hometown. So they are posting that on social media. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Bindi Irwin. Yes. And her husband, Chandler Powell, are pregnant. Well, she's pregnant. And What's gonna, he doing? They're going to have a baby together. <laughs> oh, I just slapped the bun in the oven. The 22-year-old yeah, announced. got up in the haunches. Uh, the good news on Instagram. Uh, they <laughs> oh, very naughty. Crawled up on top of her. <laughs> Fully aroused, you know. Looked for the opening and went for it. <laughs> Have a look at these. Boy, I knew it. I felt a few pumps, and the baby was in the oven. Whoa, that's that's how it happened. Yeah. Very candy down here on Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it all hang out. Absolutely. Like my testes. Uh, they tied the knot March 25th, and Erwin had captioned the photo early Tuesday, which showed herself smiling alongside Powell as they held a tiny Australian zoo uniform that said, Baby Wildlife Warrior Due 2021. Chandler and I are proud to announce that we are expecting. It is an honor to share this special moment in our lives with you. So, Bindi's mother, what's his, What's the mom's name again? I've forgotten. Uh, she has... She hasn't dated. She hasn't yes. at least. Sandy? Is it Sandy? 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 I don't know. Um, I, I, perhaps, but she has not dated, it appears to be, or, or gotten with anybody. And the, the word is she has no desire to. After yeah. after Steve Irwin passed, that was it. She was completely in love. Yeah. Bindi's a cutie. She's yeah. absolutely a cutie. Yeah. And the guy looks like um, a you know, chiseled sort of Aussie type. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith is going to bring a very different version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to the small screen via Smith's Westbrook Studios and Universal TV. I was inspired by a fan-made trailer that went viral last year. Did you watch it? No. 
it, it's it's very dark. Okay, but they're making references to all the things that are in the Fresh oh. Prince of Bel Air series. Now I've seen one before that was like that. It's so that's, that's it. probably it. That's okay, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it's, but it's done in a very dark way. Uh, Morgan Cooper created the trailer, which reimagined the show as a drama with a darker undertone that portrayed a different side of the story of a West Philly teen going to live with his uncle in Bel Air after getting into trouble. Uh, Cooper is working on the show along with showrunner Chris Collins. So. That'll be interesting. It's interesting. They're doing also a, another riff on this, taking a sitcom and going darker. They're doing Imperfect Strangers. Imperfect Strangers. Yeah. Wow. So One of nothing is, is ideal. a terrorist. In that yeah. life. Wow. Uh, Kylie Jenner. Don't be don't ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. Kylie I'll Jenner. I'll kill you. <laughs> if you're ridiculous, Don't I'll be kill ridiculous you. or I'll blow the whole goddamn block up. Kylie Jenner has her birthday best in Stormy. The Keeping Up with the Kardashian star celebrated 23 with her two-year-old daughter. Mm. Uh, she shared a picture of them together in front of a delicious-looking white cake and captioned it the best gift of all. Ex delicious. <laughs> her ex and Stormy father's Travis Scott paid tribute to her on Instagram story. And she got plenty of toasts from her mom and sisters. Chris Jenner wrote, Kylie, you never cease to amaze me with everything you do in life. She's amazed balls. You are the most wonderful daughter, granddaughter, sister, friend, and unbelievable mommy. You are the most thoughtful, generous, considerate, creative, smart, and loving girl. Mm. And I'm so blessed God chose me to be your mommy. My parents used to tell me, get off the couch. Yes, <laughs> Exactly. At 23? I, I never got that adoration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, but, um, okay. Yeah. You know, it's funny because they, so Kylie and Travis and Chloe and um, who's her ex? Uh, Tristan. Tristan yep. Thompson. They're yeah. all, they're, yeah. they're all now, apparently, it looks like they're all rekindling their relationships. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem that way. Doesn't and and that, that's, we need that. Uh, Steve, this was sad. Uh, this guy's character actor, you'll know who he is because uh, he's been on The Love Boat before. But uh, Good Time star and also uh, uh, Sanford and Son star Raymond Allen has yeah. died. He was 91 years old. His daughter confirmed uh, the news on Facebook, writing, His laughter will ring in heaven. Rest in heavenly peace, Raymond Allen, the last of 12 siblings. He got his start in 1946 and Fight That Ghost. And on Sanford and Son, um, he played as Uncle Anderson. And then on Good Times, he was Ned the Wino. He was great. He was hilarious. He was great. Hilarious. A funny guy. So sad. How, he's in his 90s? 91 years that's old. That's a good so run. That's a real good run. Exactly. Uh, a year after getting together, newsroom star Olivia Munn and Philadelphia Fusion president Tucker Roberts have called it quits. Oh, man. You up, Marissa. Marissa was the first, I think, to bring us, right? You were, you mentioned something that they might be dating a while ago. Yes. Well, and when we had Tucker and we didn't know if we could talk about it or not. Uh -huh. right. Kind of get the, the talk from the publicist of what's, you know, okay to talk about. She said it was, you know, okay to touch on it. But... Okay. Was was it uh, amiable and sakiable? As far as I know, I think she came in for the um, big uh, fusion event last year at the Met. Well, I'm, I'm, that's that's a big loss for him. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Though she has been overdoing the, the lip filler. 
Yeah. Have you seen it recently? All right, so, so we're okay with this? <laughs> yeah. I, I think if your lips are too big, you, you should not have love. Right. Uh, no, she was on, um, I forget who she, Whitney Cummings, her, uh-huh. her, uh, her podcast, and they were they were talking about romance. But uh, Well, Preston hey. sh- showed me a video of her a couple of weeks ago, and I thought she looked great in that video when she cut up her she yeah, painting. She, she found her, her Psylocke uh, samurai sword, and oh. she was twirling it around. I watched it, And yeah. there was a painting on the wall behind her. She slashed it. <laughs> Right into it. Whoops. I wish that character would get more screen time. I, I love yeah. Psylocke. I, I loved Psylocke when I was uh, when I collected the comics. I always thought she was a great character. Uh, by the way, a rep for Mun says they broke up at the end of last year. So, oh. But this is now just kind of surfacing. She, for she was with Aaron Rodgers before, right? Yep. And then Aaron Rodgers was then with Danica Patrick. That's over. Yep. When are these guys going to find the When are they going right to find, find love? <laughs> they want love. Oh, it's difficult. I know. You got to get a rat on a stick. <laughs> this is for you. That's apparently <laughs> me. I left it half dead so you could have the thrill of the kill. <laughs> Aww. Now that's love. And you want to take all the fun out of it. Hey, uh, this is uh, this is good news for you, Steve. Uh, Lionsgate has confirmed that John Wick 5 is in the works. This is particularly surprising because John Wick Four hasn't even been filmed yet. <laughs> why? Why would they stop it? I I love that series. It's incredible how much I love that series. The studio is bullish on keeping Keanu Reeves on board as the title assassin for the foreseeable future. With that, they are planning to shoot the next two installments back to back. So they're going to tear right through them. This was, uh, was confirmed during a recent Lionsgate quarterly earnings call. Uh, details are scarce right now, but uh, the hope is to shoot both sequels next year after Keanu finishes up. Another sequel to one of his franchises, The Matrix, so number four they're going to be working So on. they're doing that right now. Uh, they're they're filming right now. I saw some footage. I guess now it's when they take to any city in America or around the world, somebody has a phone and someone's capturing footage, and it looked pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Did you guys see the story that came out a few months ago about John Wick was never supposed to be called John Wick? No. It What's was actually, it was originally Danny supposed to Danny Burpleman. Be, <laughs> it was supposed to be called Scorn, but every time really? Keanu Reeves would do an interview, he would call it the John Wick movie. Oh. So oh. they just completely, oh, he like Keanu'd the oh, title Scorn? of the movie. Oh, Scorn? I didn't hear that. No. changed the, t- the title of it. So okay. it was John Wick. Did John Wick 2 have it? Because John Wick 3 was Parabellum. Yes. Was John Wick 2 anything? Did it have a... a, a... A name to it as opposed to just John Carmadillo. Wick Carmadillo. <laughs> John Wick 2, Carmadillo. I like those movies. I've gotten into them. Yeah. I'm oh, usually really? not. Like, I don't turn on action movies like Born Identity or any of that stuff, but these are good. I'll tell you why it, it caught my uh, fancy right out of the gate. The, the, just the high concept of this guy has gotten out of this lifestyle. You know this legend of John Wick, and he's just... You just don't want to mess with them, and then they they kill a puppy that's his his dog, <laughs> and that sets it off. And Parabellum, that's that, that great line. Yeah. Angelica Houston says, "All this for a dog." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it it continues. Well, that one was for you. This one's for me. Tron Three is officially in the works. Yeah. Uh, the with uh, Lion director Garth Davis. It runs in the family. Writer Jesse Wigato and Suicide Squad star Jared Leto all in tow. So um, I I liked the second movie. I liked what they tried to do with it. I didn't think it was great. Um, you know the um, the CGI was a little disorienting on Jeff Bridges, but overall, I thought it was a pretty decent attempt. What did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. 
Yeah. Yep, I enjoyed it just because I love that world. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Leto took to Twitter to express his gratitude and excitement over the role, and in doing so, he just might have accidentally leaked the official title of Tron 3, uh, and it's possible that it's going to be Tron Ares. Uh, if you uh, head to Leto's Twitter, you'll find a lovely but generic message about his excitement, simply saying, I'm so very excited to be uh, excited and proud to confirm that, yes, I will be starring in Tron. We will work as hard as we possibly can, blah, blah, blah. But apparently in a tweet he had since been deleted, that has since been deleted, he, he didn't just say Tron, he said Tron Ares. Uh-huh. So there are rumors that that might be the title of the film. A lot of times they plant those things just to throw people off, too. Zach Efron has boarded a remake of Three Men and a Baby. Oh, man. Stop it. I I mean, come on! (laughs) Being produced for Disney+. Plus, Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson started the original, which chronicled their woes as bachelors caring for and then falling for a baby. But I don't know who else is rumored to be in the movie. There is a movie coming out on Disney Plus on Friday that I... (laughs) I don't know why I'm so excited about it, but it's called Magic Camp. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm, I like magic <laughs> and, you're, and I like you're, camps. You're excited? Yeah, it's like, well, I didn't know it was coming out. And then it showed up on my Twitter feed and Adam Devine's in it. And I'm like, okay. I'm, all right, this gives me something to look forward to. Is this a kid's movie? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Have you have you gotten on board? What's the uh, kissing booth? Is one that's really popular. Yeah, my kids have. Uh, well, I watched a bit of the first one okay. with Joey King. Right, uh, and I I could get into that. Oh, I know why we're watching the the video. This is the dude from Pitch Perfect, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, it's not because it's him. No, you do kind of have a crush on him. I. Do not. You, no. you have you no. have a. I'm no. shocked you would say that. Jordan Fisher is a guy. Oh no, no, he's from. Um, because Jordan Fisher's in another thing on Disney uh, Plus, <laughs> but anyway, Jordan all Fisher's right. the new Evan Hansen. For those you guys don't know, all right, all right. okay. No, by a crush, I don't mean like you're attracted to him, but you you just love that. You guy. You would submit to his sexual advances. Pitch that Perfect is yes. what I meant to say. I'm more of a Ben Platt guy from Pitch Perfect. But okay. Either way, yeah. I like magic guys. <laughs> so do I. Yeah, yeah. I will. I, I just might check it out myself. All right, and then one other thing. Uh, there is a development of a TV TV adaptation slash remake, whatever you want to call it, of Penny Marshall's A League of Their Own. Entertainment Weekly has reported that Amazon has picked up uh, the new League of Their Own series with Abby Jacobson now set to star alongside a bunch of other people who I don't know. There's a lot of names here. I have no idea who they are. If they put the right people behind it. And take a longer view of the uh, of the woman's league. Yeah, so this is what the, it's going to be a whole new ensemble of characters, right. and it's not going to you know be right. on Dottie and Kit and that whole thing. It's just just the league. They'll have like, Kit, yeah. but Kit from Knight Rider. Uh, those paths will the the different paths will uh, include a deeper look at race and sexuality. Huh. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, uh, they're going to make that happen. So. There's so much in the way of rebooting. You yeah, know, they, they've announced. I yeah. sent out. They're doing a McGruber series. Yes. You know, with uh, Will Forte, which is cool on Peacock. Now, the question I had is, are they allowing? Because I've watched some stuff on Peacock, but mostly archive shows. Are they going to allow cursing? Well, so I've watched. Uh, I believe it was. Um Yellowstone that I watched on Peacock. And they're letting the curses fly? Oh, dude, there was nudity. I mean, it's just straight oh, up. Like, I'm down with that. You know, boobs and all that. So, yeah. All right, we're ready for the clips, so let's get to them. Start with this. Contestants attempt to match the answers of six celebrities in a reboot of Match Game. 
And in this clip, Alec Baldwin discusses philanthropic motivation for hosting the show. Well, I know that when they first came to me to do this, the idea was to do, as I've done with a variety of things, I did credit card commercials, I did uh, stuff for Amazon, uh, to get money to put into my foundation for my charity. And when they came to me the first year and said, we're going to do this summer package, I said, great, I'll give that to the charity. Uh, Match Game airs Sunday night, 7 o'clock, that's on ABC. Here's the next clip. A Canadian journalist investigates the circumstances surrounding the suspicious arrest of a heroin addict in Most Wanted in this clip. Co-star Jim Gaffigan discusses how his character, Glenn Picker, falls into the storyline. It's about a guy who was framed because during the the peak of the war on drugs, uh, they really were looking for uh, to to bring down a kingpin. So they pinned it on this guy in his early twenties, and I'm I set him up because I'm that kind of guy. Does Gaffigan do much in the way of straight drama or he- straight? character stuff he does he hadn't but he's yeah. doing it now more yeah. i think he likes it and uh i've not seen this but i've heard good reviews uh, of it so uh most wanted is available now on demand and there you go that's what i have for you in our entertainment report back into the swing of things from vacation and uh we have ourselves guests on the program joe list can be joining us a little later and we also have to go live on fox good day this morning so we will do that in a little while, as we get back into the swing of things, it's going to be hot and uh, it's oh. going to be steamy today. Ah! Heads up, we'll get some storms on the way later. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you hang with us this morning. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you, uh, Marissa. You know, it's funny because anytime we, we uh, take days off vacation, we expect that uh, when we return, you know, um, Alaska fell into yeah. the ocean. Where did it go? Yeah, Where did it go? Something along those lines will happen. And, of course... The equator shifted. Several several things did happen while we were gone. Uh, it was... Um, it was interesting, and you know there was there were some uh, there were some really like like that Beirut explosion happened while we were gone. Whoa, dude! Yeah, I, that was insane. Yeah, I'm seeing the footage of that. And I guess it was Nick Murphy who here uh, when our text chain likened that footage to that scene in Terminator Two, yeah. Yeah. where she has a vision of the city blowing up and 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 the the blast moving across and destroying buildings as it's going. Yeah, the it shockwave. Was, you, the, the shockwave. The visual shockwave. Ridiculously terrifying. Yeah, that was that was scary. And, and then as the days went on, more angles came. And did you see the one where the woman was having uh, her uh, wedding photos taken? No. And so she's this gorgeous bride, big white dress, and she's standing there, and they're just taking photos. And all of a sudden, just boom, and you see the whole you know street shake, and and she just runs and takes off. And it's like here's you know this beautiful moment taking place, but. At least, you know, she didn't get injured or, or lose her life. In but that, that ammonium nitrate is incredibly oh dangerous. So that there was a warehouse full of it, and there was footage. Okay, we're watching the footage, I guess, up here, uh, Preston, of this this woman. Yeah. Uh, and um, she's getting her shots. and uh, All of a sudden, you'll you'll see, yeah. The, yeah, boom, like her dress flies up, and then you see all this debris coming down the street, and then everybody runs. And, yeah, so several different, you were talking about a woman who got shot across the room. So and, security camera in her house or some sort of camera in her house pointed down. She's standing. It's sliding doors, and then she's obviously looking at the smoke in the distance. And after the explosion, it's just a nanosecond. The glass on the sliding doors blows out, and Preston, like she's a rag dog, gets yeah. shot across the room. Yeah. You you cannot even imagine the power. I was watching a, a, a special on the uh, 
History Channel over the weekend about uh, it's Armageddon America or something like that. But hey, another thing to cheer you up. How many active volcanoes we have? <laughs> yeah, sure. Possibly or, or volcanoes, uh, especially in Yellowstone. They focus in on the uh, yeah the super volcano. Yeah, the super volcano, yeah. which basically will uh, destroy everything on Earth. But yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, those explosions, things of that nature. That unless you've been or felt the the you know the the percussion of something like that when it goes off, you can't even imagine that explosion was just yeah. Unbelievable! The one that always got to me was uh, the video of a uh, uh, volcano in Papua New Guinea oh came out a few years ago. Yeah. And yeah. You see that visual shockwave go across the ocean. Yes. And then right when the people are on the boat, it hits. It just, God, just shakes everything. And the pyroclastic flows, that super heat, like hell. Yeah. Hell on a, on a freight, uh, on an express train heading yeah. towards people. It's amazing. What's wild about that Beirut thing is now, you know, I, I've, I've read a couple of stories of what may have caused, and there's a, there's a couple uh, theories as to what it was, but you can see... Apparently, there were fireworks that were had been stored there, uh, like for for a long time. These expired like six fireworks, years. and you can see all of the 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 pyrotechnics going off. Oh, you for can! Wow, you can see all the little flashes and yeah. stuff. In yeah, you can see it right there. We're watching the video. See all those little flashes, yeah. and apparently, it got to that ammonium nitrate, and then kaboom, man. That's pretty wild. That's uh, that's obviously pretty messed up. And they thing. they keep them. Obviously, there's still you know there's still things that they're finding and uncovering, and the footage keeps coming in of this. And then another thing. Another thing. Uh, like, you know, uh, just a couple of days after we were off was, uh, you know, the tornado type of the tornadic activity that came through the area. Yeah. And my, uh, in, it, it, what the weird part about that was, in for me personally, in my neighborhood, obviously that deluge of rain came down. Right. The, the rain was incredibly heavy. But looking outside my window, we didn't see... Any, it didn't look crazy. The trees weren't swaying so hard, you know, that we were like, wow, this is dangerous. But mm-hmm. in another part of my neighborhood, I mean, just like two streets over in my neighborhood, parts of roofs ripped off. Really? Trees just uh, just ripped in half and yeah. uprooted. And Was I'm there like, a touchdown in your didn't area? didn't see any of it. Not n- Nothing official, but there had to have been some kind of crazy, intense, you know, down blast of wind. I forgot what they call those uh, those little anomalies that, that happen. Carmadillo. Yes. Uh, a carmadillo. carmadillo. Uh, but that, I it's thought like that was Bamba crazy because it didn't seem where my house was like we were getting anything that bad other than rain. But yet a, a, a neighbor of mine, his uh, part of his roof uh, caved in on his bedroom. Yeah. Jeez. And Ours was mainly because I was down the shore. Uh, and so we didn't get a whole lot of rain. It was a lot of wind. Okay. Uh, so we weren't getting crushed with uh, the rain. Was mainly we got a lot of rain like um, in the uh, early early morning, and then during the the you know mid morning to afternoon, it was all wind. Several of my neighbors had their basements flood. That that definitely uh, happened. When you to... see that kind that kind of volume, that kind of rain coming down, yeah. there's just no way you can stop it. it it'll 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 overwhelm any pump that you have. Fortunately. We were lucky. My wife and her father had put in, unbeknownst to me, a new, more powerful sump pump in our oh, house. Oh, no kidding. Where were you? Your this wife time? and your dad. Of course she did. Like, yes, <laughs> is what Rochelle does. And and so it held up no problem. Like, my next-door neighbor is like, I, I had called him, and he's like, dude, it's like getting two inches from the top of the sump pump. And sure enough, it ended up overwhelming and flooding. I'm like looking at mine. I'm like, ours is doing just fine. Yeah. I was upstairs uh, spanking it. And they yeah, put this man. <laughs> and, and here you are with a flooded house. That sucks. And, uh, and then uh, two two houses over, we had to take our pool pump uh, over there to help pump water out of their basement. Oh, Those yeah, pool pumps like, are really good. It was yeah. like ankle deep. So, yeah. yeah, loads of people got 
uh, you know, that damage that took place. I feel bad because we didn't, not only did we not get really much of anything, it got very comfortable and it started raining freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. How long the you total guys? opposite. And so I went down, I was down the, the shore this weekend, or this week, and, and saw Casey and his next door neighbor was telling me down the Garden State Parkway, he's like, on your way up, look at exit 24. Yeah. He said, you can see a clear path where a tornado came through and ripped up. He said it was a pretty incredible sight. I didn't see it. Yeah. Well, all right, so I don't know which exit is 24. I don't either. uh, But I did drive up to Ocean City earlier in the week, and it was after that, and I saw, uh, because I had gotten off at uh, basically where Marmora is. And so whatever whatever I saw was south of Marmora and and clear. I was like, because I was with uh, Chuck, and I was like, that looks like a tornado came through here. Was there any indication that any of this tornadic activity shifted the flow of fecal matter away from your beaches? No, no, no. As a matter of fact. Dude. So, yeah, you bring that up. I saw it this morning. All right, while you look store. for that, by the way, Steve, what happens a lot of oh. times on the Wildwood Crest beaches is um, after a big storm, you end up having these tide pools, right? Or right. tidal pools, not right. tide pools. Um <laughs> And so on the beaches, because the beaches are so vast and big, right. there are just, just giant... Like pools. Ponds. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, at first they're okay, but, you know, they stay for a couple of days. And after a couple of days, they're, they have been just giant bird baths, right? Yeah. So now they're warm, okay? Yeah. And they're full of bird turds and stuff. And you see kids, like little kids, rolling around in, in the it. bird turds? Oh, yeah, in the bird turds. Well, everyone, do you have it, dude? No, I don't. So, did so you chuck it? Department of Interior, uh, the um, Department of Interior, no, uh, Environmental Protection. Okay, had so I, I went. I was in Avalon with my family <laughs> uh, Sunday and Monday. We left yesterday, came back yesterday, and I see this morning. I I, I have to find it. Is I have right to find. Here? I pulled th- up on the screen for you. There's yeah, nothing yeah, on. Here. Yeah, here oh, we that's go. It, that's it. The DEP. Play six beaches under swimming advisories after water samples taken shown high levels of fecal bacteria. Oh, man. The beaches placed under <laughs> swimming advisories were 76th Street Beach in Avalon. Guess where we were swimming <laughs> on Monday? Oh, well. Right there. Well, a lot also, of this probably has to do, Preston, with the dramatic runoff of all the storm activity. Well, that's exactly what yeah. it is, Steve. And and also, uh, Hollywood Avenue Beach and Wildwood Crest. Hey, I'm near there. Yeah. Yay, Wildwood Let, Crest. Hey, look at it. Take this as a positive. You found out after the fact. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I'm just happy to know <laughs> after. It's like that scene in, we're a, bathing in Vacation feces. where they think they're in this sort of... <laughs> Normal self, like healing oh. mud spa. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. And it turns out it's raw sewage. So also Grand Street Beach in Cape May, Richmond Avenue Beach in Lower Township, 40th Jeez. Street Beach in Sea Isle, and 59th Street Beach in Sea Isle oh. as well. So uh, at any time, here, here's what they said. Anytime a sample, in this case taken Monday, is over 104 colony-forming units. Oh, Don't you like that? That doesn't sound good. Distinction. Colony-forming units of... Of enter enter Okoki, I guess is or Okokai. Yes, uh, the beach is placed under a swimming advisory, and the water is tested again the next day. Uh, enter uh, enter Okokai is a type of bacteria that is an indicator of possible contamination within bathing water that can include human or animal waste. All right, quick question: If it's under a bathing warning. Are you, is that simply they advise you not to go in? Well, here's but the deal. you can still go in? If the second samples remain higher than 104 
colony-forming units. If you can form pool noodles out of turds. Uh, the beaches will be closed to swimming and remain that way until the sample falls under the limit. So I guess they're going to do another sample today. But it says the high levels of bacteria are usually caused from stormwater runoff yeah. from rain. Well, that's clearly it then. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you found out right. after the fact. What else happened while we are on vacation? Wilford Brimley died. I was... Uh, this was so sad. I know. I've loved Wilford Brimley as a character actor. He's always, you know, been the... Uh, like in Cocoon, which, by the way, Casey, you point out in Cocoon that he was... Um, Cocoon. Cocoon. Cocaine. He was... Um, he was in his 50s. Yeah. He was, he was like 53 years old. Like, you thought he was like 70. Yeah. He was like my age. I know. And he, see, he was in a retirement hey, home. Hey, vampire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they won't let me give... They won't let me play with the TV remote. Here's a clip from, uh, from Cocoon, by the yeah. way. I guess me and your grandma are going away. When we get where we're going, we'll never be sick. We won't get any older, and we won't ever die. You're joking me, right? No. No. Would I be able to visit you, Grandma? No. That's the beauty. That's that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of the whole goddamn thing. There's no way on God's green earth you can make it to me and ask me those questions like, where do clouds come from? Sick. But, um, yeah. Hang 50, on, there's, 53. There's more. Hang on. And we wouldn't be able to visit you either, and that kind of bothers me. When would you go if you did? Soon, my boy, soon. And you know where? Where? Look up. Outer space, my lad. Outer space. Grandpa's lost it. <laughs> That's where they I'm, I'm glad you're in a home. Put a psychiatric... Evaluation. He was great, it. and obviously in The Natural as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just, uh, he's also in the movie The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, that's right. He freaks. He's the first yeah. to realize at the rate of spread how quickly this thing could take over the planet. The only time I was kind of like, hey, was when he was in The Firm and he plays like the lead enforcer, you know. Uh, of the, I, yeah, I, I guess, you know, he's, he's too, he's too uh, paternal. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. to play that part. Uh, this is a clip of him. He used to do Quaker Oats commercials. I used to love those commercials. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, here's a bowl of steaming Quaker oatmeal. And I can't think of a healthier way to start the day. Stanley made it for me. It's That's a Stanley steamer. Yeah. Cost you one nickel and four pennies. So if you can't be bothered with nickels and pennies, throw them in a jar. Start an oatmeal fund. <laughs> Quaker Oats. It's the right thing to do. Right. Not too expensive either. All right, that was. I was trying to remember what the that, right thing to do. What their phrase was, and the they right say thing to do. they sold a ton. Well, obviously, many tons of Quaker oats. Once those ads hit, they were incredibly effective. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he's only fifty three or fifty five in these commercials. Look like I'm one hundred and fifty. I mean, when they announced how old he was when he died, which is what eighty. I don't know. 83, 86. I, to look it up. I was like, dude, that's how I th- old I thought he was back 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Well, in, in Cocoon. Yeah. Cocoon. Cocoon. Uh, I'm a yeah. fan of Cocoon. I thought he was, was at least in his 80s mm-hmm. in Cocoon. He definitely played that age. And so he was like the kid, you know, Don Amici and They and those were legitimately others. older. Yeah. yeah. But he, he Hugh just, Cronin. He had that, uh, that sort of authoritative, paternal, grandfatherly way about him, that's which right. was very cool. That's right. Do we have the audio? We of, do. Uh, yeah, there was a, there was a, uh, a, they just discovered some audio of a special he did, Preston, from years ago, spinning you know, some of his home wit and, you know, okay. good advice. Here we go. The wit and wisdom of Wilford Brimley. 
You know, I never was much for 69. It hurt my knees to get down there, and for what? Just so I could bury my face in some lady strudel? <laughs> Folks always seem to be gaga for little babies, but I don't have any use for them. I get fussy and crap my pants too, but you don't see people shaking rattles at me. Wow. Is he riding a horse during He's this? He's riding a horse, okay. yeah. When you get to be my age, nothing kills the chill of a Montana evening like a sweater I've just made out of fresh hitchhiker skin. <laughs> it's the goddamnedest thing, but at my age, when I drop a load, I get the hiccups. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's weird. Yeah. Little bits of wisdom. He's, he's, uh, he's just, uh, he's going to be missed. He, he was that go-to guy. Yeah, he was uh, 85, by the way. So that's how far he made it. You know, it's, it's a shame that, like, kids, they won't they won't listen to They that. won't know. No, mm-hmm. they, they won't know that they're occasionally, mm-hmm. if you have an orgasm, it might give you the hiccups when you get older. Mm. Uh, what else happened while we were gone? Cardi B came out with a new song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Cardi B and uh, Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. The Stallion, by the way. The, yeah. that's how you're supposed to say it? Yeah, the, the Stallion. Like the Ohio State? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Megan the Stallion. Uh, yeah, it's called a Wet a- W-A-P. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what does it stand for, Preston? <laughs> wet ass, uh, what can we have uh, P stand for? Uh, pudding. Kitty cat. Wet ass pudding. pudding. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't believe it. I could not. Uh, I, I first saw this on Twitter, and uh, I was like, "Okay, well, how bad could it be?" Because uh, there were some, you know, <laughs> politicians and stuff that were just uh, aghast at this. And so then I, I listened to it with uh, said lyrics. Because if you listen to something on iTunes, you can have the lyrics come up with it. Yeah, right. I was like, uh, uh, "Golly, <laughs> so, gee!" You know what's funny about this, and and the people that will make a big deal about lyrics in, in music and so because i you know i listened to the song yeah. I, th- I thought it was funny yeah uh and i was, certainly wasn't offended by it but i mean you know already existing as as an as an art form per se is hardcore pornography right and right. you know it's just because this is set to a melody yeah it's now even it, it's now well, super duper offensive and there's tons of stuff like this there are tons there's yes. tons of songs like this there's plenty uh, and uh, <laughs> but this one it's is uh, i think is uh is certainly creative yeah yeah, yeah definitely i agree uh and in fact we have uh it was, we'll, we'll uh, play a little bit of it yeah this is uh, edited obviously yes okay <laughs> all right thank you there's some whores in this house. Of course there is. There's some whores in this house. Uh, that sounds like how Johnny Depp <laughs> says whore. There's some whores in this house. I said certified freak. Seven days a week. Wet ass Make that pullout game weak. Oh, no, there we no, go. No, no, no. no, no. A, that was a bucket. Yep, That's bucket. Not, oh, That's Jesus bucket. Christ. I've so many times, but there were like two okay. that got me. Bucket. Yeah. I said bucket. Bucket. Yeah. some wet ass a bucket and a mop for this wet ass Give me everything you got for this wet ass All right, so we're watching the video of this. Uh, mm-hmm. The gal that is in the leopard, uh, who is that? Is that's that, uh, that's Megan, no, Megan. That's Cardi B. Is that Cardi B? I, I, I don't know my my oh, geez, R&B stars. But anyhow, the the boob get up on that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, that that outfit that she's wearing is outrageous. Do you know what looks uh, good in this? Is uh, Kylie Jenner. Uh, Kylie Jenner's in this? in this? Yeah, she was she was walking down the hall. Wasn't that her? Okay. Yeah, Take, I think she just walks. Yeah. Oh. She peers. That's her. That's her. 
She, she peers? She's a, a peer. Oh, a peer. <laughs> I was like, I don't All know right, that term either. All peer. Just peer into the ear. Peering. <laughs> Look, I need a hard hit. I need a deep stroke. I need a henny drink. I need a weed smoke. Not a garden snake. I need a king cobra with a hook in it. Hopefully lean over. He got some money, then that's where I'm headed. Day one, just like his credit. He got a beard when I'm trying to wet it. I let him taste now he diabetic. I don't want to spit. I want to go. I want to gag. I want to joke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat. My- <laughs> <laughs> it's called a uvula. It's called a uvula. Uh, that dangly thing in the back of throat yeah. is a She uvula. needed to fill yeah. out a lyrical demand. <laughs> she needed more words. And if she got all clinical, she would have wrapped it up too quickly. It wouldn't have been on the beat. That's I'm not great. offended by this song at all. I just don't think it's that great of a song. When you, when you play it for your kids, what do they think? I have, I not, done, I have not done that yet. I, I like, so, listen, I told you, I don't know my R&B, my hip-hop artists at all, but uh, is that Megan the Stallion doing that? The, the rap rapping, part? I think so. I like her kind of angry, choppy style, like that, the way she's talking. I, I do kind of like that. that's trap. No, that's no, 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 no. Isn't that style? That style? Like a little bit? No, trap style is more like a, kind of like a whiny, like um, like uh, Post Malone is more trap. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a southern rap. Uh, so... Do we Thank have you. another clip of, uh, uh, is this uh, Ben Shapiro reading the lyrics? Yes, he read the <laughs> and it made the rounds. They took his reading of the lyrics, and uh, then they did a video. Did they really? With him doing it, and they put his face, uh, if you ever get a chance to see the video, on, on this video. It's pretty funny. All right, here we go. Here are some of the lyrics. You ready? Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Hold up. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you effing with some wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word. Give me everything you got for this wet ass P word. Beat it up N word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This P word is wet. Come take a dive. It continues uh, along these lines. <laughs> now, that to me is the way you wrap it. And you also take yes. a, uh, Oh, no. I'm referring to uh, female genitalia. <laughs> uh, the uh, P word. Uh, Preston, I, listen, if I'm out of line here, just uh, I apologize. Yeah. Is there any chance your mother would uh, like to record those lines? Oh, my God. That would, would be she, good. Would she ever do that? Uh, she probably would, right? She, she's way more. I mean, you just bought her a grand pad. <laughs> yeah. That's true. These things are a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, we could ask her. What do you think that was for free? <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll see about that. I'll, I'll check on that. See if mom might be interested in spitting for us a little. <laughs> bit. And if we can convince Bill Weston to let us play it unedited, yeah. that would yeah, be yeah, right. Oh my God. I mean, I think everyone. I'd could like to hear Bill reading these lyrics. Oh, yeah, be perfect, would it be? Use it like a coin slot. Yes. <laughs> All up in that, that little dangly thing in the back of my throat. Swipe it like a credit card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See Bill. <laughs> oh, man. Riding yeah. on his hog, having it all cranked up. Smoking a cigar. Yeah. What do you boys think of this? Yeah. Swipe you in the face with the yeah. third leg of the stool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Here in Sturgis. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, what else did we miss while we were gone? Tony Bennett celebrated a birthday. 94? Okay. I think he was. No. Was he 94? Let's see. Don't know. You'd have yeah, to Yeah, 94th birthday. Wow, man. 94 years Dude old. Dude can still sing, too. I, I mean, saw, big time. Saw him, though, and I forget what I was referencing, but it was recently. And uh, listen, he's entitled to look old at 94. There just was a big difference from just a couple of years ago. Yeah. To now. It 
it happens. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's a step when, and I've been noticing it, that senior citizens take when they right. when they finally cross over into, wow, okay. It almost looks like a, like a morph. You, you went frail, and, and it's unfortunate, but um, but yeah, there's a, there's a time in life when it happens. I was um, just on Instagram the other day, and I hit the search button, and I thought I was seeing celebrities using the old filter, but it was really just Michael Douglas. Oh, <laughs> oh God. yeah, there you go. There so you go. there's a picture here in the studio, and he's got a mustache. Uh, yeah. is, is this the most recent? Is this what you're talking about? How Call that my at- poop filter. <laughs> you know, when you live in San Francisco, the way I do, and you take a deep breath. You got to make sure you got a brush there. You know what they got in San Francisco? A lot of wet ass. A lot know. of wet ass pee. <laughs> wet ass poopy. Absolutely. Wet ass poop. <laughs> and on those hills, it slides right down into the bay. Ah, that toddling town, right? Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. City by the bay. All right. Here is, uh, here is, it says here's Sting tribute. Is this him singing? Is it Tony or Sting? Sting does a tribute to Tony Bell. Yes. All right. Here we go. Someday. When I'm feeling low, when the world is cold, I will feel the glow just thinking of you. It's a great song. Yep. And the way you've lived, and the way you've lived, and the way you've lived your life. Tony Bennett, happy birthday. You are truly an inspiration, and you give us the confidence to think that we can make the world better we can fix this world and the best is yet to come have a great day i love you oh, thank that's... you so much stink <laughs> sting stink uh doesn't he sound like paul mccartney at the end of that preston a little bit yeah yeah, yeah exactly uh, thanks so much stink i appreciate that and then here is speaking of stink have you ever been to san francisco <laughs> here's stevie wonder uh paying tribute tony 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 bennett i'm so happy that you're here on this planet. When I think about you, I go back to when I was a little kid wanting to sing with you and we sang together in my lifetime. But I think of even deeper things. You associated yourself with the equal civil and social rights for African-American. You were there with Martin. All right. I don't believe you're blind. <laughs> it's just I saw a video of a mic stand falling over and you picked it up before <laughs> it hit the ground. <laughs> I think you're lying. So Tony Bennett uh, celebrated his birthday. Wow, that's very cool. Oh, and then one more thing. Then we got to take a break, guys. We're yep. going live on Fox. Good day here. Uh, real quick, Saved by the Bell. Yes. Had announced uh, or had released a trailer for the reboot. On Peacock again. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, and they, pay re- they do reference to the I'm so scared, I'm so excited, right, right, I'm so scared right. thing with the uh, the pills. And that's a clip of uh, of this uh, particular part here. Here we go. Pills? You mean you really are taking drugs? I need- oh, this is from the original. Right. Okay. Them. Jesse, give me those. I need them back. I have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Jesse, Jesse. But they make they make reference to it in right. the, in the trailer. So the the the, the uh, people behind Thirty Rock. Some of the writers and, and uh, producers got together and they created this reboot. So yeah. it has a smart sensibility to it. And then we should have the clip of them. Mm, okay. And uh, let's see if we do have it. By the way, it's going to be so uh, uh, 
uh, what's his face? Uh, Mario, Mario Lopez Elizabeth. and Elizabeth Berkley. Yep. They're going to be the only ones from the original cast in it? That's or all I've seen so far. Those are the only ones I've seen, so they've I mean, got to have Belding's not working, yeah. at least. In the trailer, the, the lead kid is... Zach and Kelly's son. Really? Yes, because uh, in the original trailer, Mario Lopez is sitting uh, talking to him and says, uh, oh, that was your dad I used to fight over a hot chick with. Oh, and it was your mom I used to fight over. Okay. So. All right. uh, no, we don't have the clip right now, Steve, so we'll have to do that another time. All right, anyhow, listen, just a few things we had to recap that, uh, that we missed sure. while we were gone. We do have to take a break. We're going to come back on, uh, and we're going to go live on Fox Good Day. Yeah. TV action will return, and some B-File stories are coming up in just a little bit. we got guests and other things going on. I'll tell you about that as we return back to work here at MMR. Back in a moment. MMR and Live Nation are happy to announce the live performance drought is finally over. It's the Live In at the Drive-In Concert Series, a month of shows in the Phillies parking lot you'll experience from your car. 93.3 WMMR and Brent Smith and Zach Myers from Shinedown invite you to rock live in your ride Thursday, September 3rd. Get up, get up, get a move on. See the full schedule at WMMR.com. The Live In at the Drive-In Concert Series. A socially awesome solution to a performance-less pandemic. Featuring Shinedown's Smith & Myers and many more. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Music hey, musical. Uh, Preston's team, check this out. A mom recently shared online that she and her husband make love sometimes in front of their child. Now, now the important thing is that the age of the child, their, their, their son is five months old, and he's normally asleep in a crib. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, he's in college or something. Right? <laughs> that was my concern as yeah. well, Steve. Uh, they put, a lot of people now put the crib for a, a newborn in the bedroom yeah. with, with the parents, I think. So, uh, I don't know, a lot of people on Insta Instagram especially say, what? You'll make love in front of a five-month-old? Well, the five-month-old doesn't know what's going on, Steve. Well, exactly. We talked about this. Preston, right? You, you have kids. In fact, you openly invite kids in the neighborhood. In, like, sure, if they want yeah. to come in while we're having our intimate uh, moments. But five months? I'm not an expert, but I would assume, please, illuminate me. A kid is not sentient at that point. Uh, no, it's, listen, uh, personally, I think that's fine, especially, and, and from what I understand, Mike, I'm reading the article, the baby's usually yep. asleep and in the crib and right. so on. There you so, go. Yeah. It, and listen, if you're quiet about it, if you hold a pillow over the, your partner's <laughs> face. Well, you know, making sure you're right? not disturbing the child. Wear gas masks. Desk. Listen, people sure. people get aghast about all kinds of stuff like this. There's As a yep. parent and those who have kids know that there is a time when you also shower together with your children, and that goes on to a certain age as well, or being naked in front of your kids. All right, let's yeah. let's make this a more interesting conversation then. All Give right. me um, what at what age are, is the child too old to shower with Preston? Man, oh. when uh, did you when did you stop showering with your with your kids? I it, I don't even remember. It's been so long. I would say. Five or something like when that. When did you I stop guess? going away on romantic getaways with your kids? <laughs> with my children, we just finished that. Just finished that. Year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you know, I, I don't remember when we stopped uh, when we stopped showering or stopped being nude in front of uh, the kids because then all of a sudden it became like, uh, you know, they didn't want to see. I, you, you, you probably know what I mean? just instinct. You probably instinctively know. I mean, like a baby is yeah. not aware of anything. And I think you know. I think again, I don't have kids. My cats are totally fine with watching sex. So that's 
has no problem. Right, sure. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I, to me, that seems like something that you can just sort of feel around, no pun intended. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the making love thing then. Uh, Preston, what's the, what's the cutoff well, how, age then? What about how, how how old are your kids? When when did you stop letting them watch you make love in the shower, Preston? It can <laughs> we don't do it in the shower? Put I, it I don't all like together. Water. Any, anyway, but um, <laughs> when they they start talking, they start saying words around one. That's disgusting. Uh, so or no, I'm sorry. They start walking around. One. Okay, and uh, so I would say the by age, uh, just shy of age one, you'd have to cut. Okay, that. does that make yeah. sense to you guys? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Around one... I, was, I was never naked around my children, even when they were in diapers. Really? I never. Yeah. I... Oh, I, 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 need, to, I need to jump in here. So Casey, Casey's Casey, jumping in. I, I need to jump oh, in here because okay. I, I showered with my children all the time because it was super duper efficient. So I would right. have all three of them in there and you know so probably um Just you know, a big old naked casey barrel yeah and he would yeah. even bring his butter churn in yeah. yeah but i mean honestly like i could get them all cleaned and showered they would be done three children in like five minutes max. sounds like a car but he didn't walk. say an age though so not only that mike say- and alex he, they would wear the clothes they were going to wear for the week so that they yeah. could clean them up too well, drip yeah dry. i want to hear well, so well, Alex, it's gotta be yeah. six or seven. Well, yeah, I mean, because you got to figure, I had three kids under the age of five years old, and wow. my youngest was definitely, you know, like one or two. So uh, do a little bit a of math. Break. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but I mean, it's only dirty if you make it dirty, right? There was there was nothing dirty or disgusting That's about what it. Ron Jeremy well, no. says, yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm. All right. It's efficient. It's confusing. Well, Mm. have we? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Good to see you. Take care, guys. Later. Uh, By the way, so we had the we have the new camera angle on Casey. How did it look? Who are watching on Fox Twenty Nine? It looks great. Because for the longest time, we had a camera that was to my left that shot across the the mixing console here. And a lot of times my mic stand would obscure Casey's face. It's just the way that the room I hated that angle. is laid out. Casey and has an expressive face. It would block it. Casey now has a, a more properly pay, placed camera, so we get a good, clear shot of him. And our eyesight lines are good. When we go they on are. Fox Good Day, which Do you is notice excellent. something as well of a couple of tweaks that took place? No. The door? Does it not squeak? Here, here. Wait a second. Shut up. Did they fix that thing? Hold on. All right, Steve's opening the studio door. And it's going to close, and it is it is perfectly silent. Do you have the audio of what it used to sound like? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we... <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Do we have that? Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to give me a second here. Yeah, this is what actually what it sounded like. You can't have that. Almost no. as bad as it actually was. It was ridiculous. It was really, really And your bad. microphone's staying pressed. Move it around. Um, this is... Yeah, mine quit. I, I, oh, <laughs> oh well, but the stand itself is is all oiled up and good I, now. I, mine was already good. I, I'd use some uh, petroleum. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Jelly? Uh, not petroleum jelly. It was something else. But uh, but anyhow, yeah. So they're they're good. I'm glad they tweaked with some stuff. This is what it used to sound like. <laughs> 
Not it's just too much. Yeah. Not yeah. anymore. So all good. I like that those changes took place. All right. So we did Fox. Good day. Let's do the NGM Insurance Group traffic. We did skip that. Kathy's out. Marissa's going to tell you what's going on. What's up this morning, Marissa? 95 southbound is slowing Cotman to Bridge. Betsy Ross out to Gerard. Vine Tree Expressway. We're jammed from 8th to 76. Ben Franklin Bridge is slowing from the Toll Plaza out to 8th and Vine. There's an accident at the 30 bypass. It's eastbound at 322. The left lane is blocked. And in Collegeville, ongoing problem all morning. Ridge Pike is closed between Fox Road and Evansburg Road due to an accident. Police are directing traffic around that. This traffic report is brought to you by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. Save money with pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote today. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Let's get to the B5. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. b this morning brought to you by Burke Brothers Landscaping. They have an immediate need for an experienced hardscape foreman who wants to earn a competitive salary and work with the award-winning landscape design building and design and build firm. Uh, for more information, just visit BurkeBrothers.com. That's spelled B-U-R-K-E Brothers.com. A 22-year-old South Carolina woman who ripped out her own eyeballs and smashed them in her hands is learning to live without sight and without crystal meth now. Uh, Kaylee, oh, crystal meth it figures into this. I now, got it. Now Kaylee Murthart has a new set of prosthetic eyes and is ready to start anew. She said, I was so excited to get them. Uh, Are Hart, they good or are they just googly eyes? I haven't seen them yet. Uh, yeah, they're like, uh, they're like gritty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Muthart, whose mishap occurred in February 2018. You know, remember the mishap when she ripped her own eyeballs out? I mean, stop and think about that. She ripped her own eyeballs out. Uh, But she wants prosthetic eyeballs to help her appear more normal to others. Her boyfriend, Alex, uh, took his resilient girlfriend to Applebee's to celebrate their August, the August 5th surgery. The two have reportedly known each other uh, for five years. They had their first date. Oh. At Applebee, so that's why they were going there. We're at a very expensive French restaurant, honey. Really? Uh, Muthart uh, still can't see, uh, but said that she applied her own makeup for the fir- for the big date. Uh, Muthart is learning to read Braille and plans to get her high school diploma. She has reportedly learned how to cook and clean. She plans to get a guide dog, whom she reportedly believes she'll be able to look after, too. We assume she's kicked meth in the process, correct? Yeah, she okay. blamed the delusion that led to her blindness on hallucinations caused by a caused by a bad batch of methamphetamine. She thought, I thought I had to take my eyes out to survive and save the world. So that's what had happened to her. Wow. Unbelievable. Here's a story out of Memphis, Tennessee. A 13-year-old boy who crashed into five people while driving on his grandmother's lap said his grandmother was giving him driving lessons at the time. He said, I didn't want to, but I ain't had no choice. So she just told me to sit on her lap, and I did. Shut up and sit on my lap. This is according to 13-year-old Joseph. And teach you how to drive. His grandmother, uh, Ernestine Holman, who's 58, faces a number of charges in connection with the crash, including DUI child endangerment. Wait, she's only 58? Uh, Yep. Uh, Police said that her car was speeding when it hit five pedestrians. (laughs) All right, don't do that. Uh, Joseph said, I ain't know what to do. I pushed the brake, but she pushed the gas pedal and went straight ahead and started crashing into those folks. You're driving me to Phoenix! <laughs> Tadarius Allman said that he managed to get out of the way just in time to avoid being hit himself, but he saw the car run over his friends, and he said, just roomph, you know? Roomph. She just, like, ran them folks totally over, like, didn't stop. And then this little fella, this little 13-year-old fella, he gets out of the vehicle and goes running over to his wife. 
After crashing, Joseph said he managed to scramble out of a window and flag down help. Uh, Joseph said, I-, I looked to see if someone was hurt. I seen like three or four or five people on the ground, he said. Many of the victims suffered broken bones and head injuries, friends and relatives uh, had said, and the mother of one victim said that her son was in surgery Wednesday afternoon for a broken leg. Uh, Joseph said, when I got out, folks just started hollering at me, talking about, what'd you do? What'd you do? <laughs> they asked Joseph's mother, Jennifer Holman, why she allowed her son to take driving lessons from his grandmother, considering he's only 13 years old. And police said Holman's license had been suspended for five years, and she responded by saying, I don't know. <laughs> Joseph said the experience... So they thought this through. ...has put him off driving. He said, I ain't want to drive no more. These are direct quotes, by he the way. He ain't want to. No. Holman's mother's first court appearance, or Holman's first court appearance, is scheduled for Thursday morning. That's what reality. you do. <laughs> Cleveland police are investigating after a man and his parachute were found hanging from a downtown parking garage... Police were called at 2 a.m. for a man hanging 40 feet in the air. Officials said I misjudged. They said the man's parachute was stuck on the parking garage. Firefighters rescued the man from the side of the building. Wait till you hear the story, though. The 34-year-old man told police that he jumped from a plane with four other friends who reportedly landed safely in the park. He said when he deployed his parachute, he broke several cords, causing him not to be able to make left turns. The man said that he was supposed to land in a grassy area. The man told police he's a Marine Corps veteran and considers himself to be a thrill seeker to fill the void. He was transported to a hospital with a broken right leg, which he injured Jeez. when striking the parking garage. The man told police the plane he jumped out of was had belonged to Cleveland Skydiving Center, and it was his fifth jump of the day. However, the company said the man was not listed on any of the flight manifests over the weekend and had no flights into the city at all. Cleveland Skydiving so Center what the hell happened? said that while it does sometimes fly into the city for demonstrations or events, the company has to file extensive records with the Federal Aviation Administration to do so. The owner of the company said that he uh, that she wishes the man a speedy recover recovery, but reiterated that he, quote, did not jump from an airplane operated by my business. So when I heard this story, I wondered if this guy was a base jumper. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about that. I was wondering the same thing, yeah. but... Huh. Does Cleveland have buildings that are tall enough to base jump off? I, I, I'm not familiar. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, a guy named Shin Tae-il, known as the infamous angry Korean gamer, set his crotch, his crotch area on fire as a penalty for losing a, quote, Fall Guys game following suggestions of his viewers. Man, they take that stuff seriously. The deal was for him to set his private parts on fire for five seconds if he did not come in first place for a particular round. Why make that kind of bet? So he did. Well, because he, oh, my he felt that he was a All badass. Right. Uh, at around the three-hour and 15-minute mark of the said live stream, Viewers saw the gamer stripped down to only his white shorts, pour lighter fluid all over his privates. On his first attempt, the gamer gamer set the lighter fluid on fire, causing him to scream and jump in pain. Unfortunately, the whole ordeal lasted for only around three seconds, which fell a little short of the imposed penalty. Uh, Ty Ill then began pouring more lighter fluid on his crotch, and he reset his timer to properly accept the penalty on his second try, which was also the last. The gamer, again, fell short of the required five seconds, but for completely understandable reasons. Viewers saw Ty Ill scream in pain once again after his crotch area was enveloped by a relatively larger fire, which also burned some of the hairs on his stomach. He was visibly... My stomach! 
agony. Spent quite some time sitting on the floor off camera after fulfilling his viewer's request. He then sat down on his chair while holding to uh, his body what appeared to be a cold compress before he ended the live stream. A lot of his viewers, of course, were shocked that the YouTuber actually did this dangerous dare. Uh, Some, however, reportedly impressed. But uh, he ended up going to the hospital and he said he suffered from second degree burns. Uh, Was it directly on his junk? I guess so. Oh, man. Unpleasant. One last story, and it involves fire as well. A grass fire in Montana that scorched the bottom of Ravalli Hill Sunday afternoon was caused by an electrocuted bear falling from a power pole. Oh, wow. Right? The fire was reported around 2 p.m. The fire quickly was put out. It's believed to have been started when a bear climbed a power pole and was electrocuted and I guess set on fire and dropped down to the ground. Yeah. That's uh, that's what happened. <laughs> Viewers sent photos of a helicopter dropping water on the fire. And there you go. I should not have done that. That is what I have. It happens periodically, though. The bizarre foul for you. The, the flaming bear? Bears, eagles. Uh, that's why they'll put those um, those perches uh, above right. high-tension wires so that the birds will be drawn to that. They're drawn to the tallest portion of a pole or something. Right, right. So that keeps them from landing on those wires. Interesting. All right, and that's what I got in the B-File. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back in just a moment or two. Don't forget, as I said just a second ago, that we have a uh, Word of the Week prize this week. Only three letters long since we're here today, uh, tomorrow, and Friday, and that's it. Uh, it's to see Burt Kreischer. He's yeah. performing live on Sunday, Citizens Bank parking lot, and you could end up uh, having a car load, four people all together. Keep track of the letters at the end of the show. We'll give you the more details, and we're hosting that event, too. Back in just a moment. Stay with us. Here, Preston and Steve. You can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By the way, Casey, a quick text here says, hey, Casey, saw your Sunset Lake pick. Is Rita's open? They have great (laughs) breakfast sandwiches. Uh, Yes, Rita's is open. uh, This isn't Rita's water ice. No, no, no. It's Rita's just a little corner store on uh, New Jersey. No. Yeah, New Jersey. And uh, I think maybe Atlanta. Whatever. Uh, But yes, they're open. Casey took me by Sunset uh, Lake. Uh, I was down the shore. My uh, family and I went down there just for two days. And uh, so we went to Casey's neighborhood. How'd you like it? It's beautiful. It's excellent. So he took me by Sunset Lake, which I had never been by, and that's gorgeous. It's a great spot to go and watch the sunset. And they got, like, a nice little park and set up, and people will go there and watch the sunset. And, you know, definitely, you know, crowds show up, but it's not overcrowded, you know, especially at this time when people are trying to avoid, you know, mass gatherings or whatever. And it's just a great spot to watch the sunset over the lake and the marshes and everything. Is that considered Wildwood Crest or is that considered Wildwood? No, that's Wildwood Crest. So everything that is south of basically Cressy Avenue is Wildwood Crest. Cressy is the monster that is supposed to live inside the lake, right? Exactly, yeah. So, uh, that's so, Nessie. So, so, uh, Cressy <laughs> to basically up to like 26th Street is Wildwood proper. And then 26th all the way down to Anglesey is North Wildwood. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, real quick, I want to, speaking of the shore, I want to thank uh, Eustace Mita over at uh, Icona Resort, Avalon. Big, he loves our show. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and I just want to thank him and the the um, uh, the staff and their hospitality at Icona Avalon. I had never stayed there before. They have and, three uh, resorts. The, uh, Avalon, they have one in Diamond Beach, which is a lower township, and then another one in Cape May. Yeah. Really, really beautiful resorts. Do you think you would? Uh, you, th- you, you think you could be a uh, down the shore kind of guy? Or I no? don't know. It's it's a little, since I live up off the Northeast Extension, it's a bit of a hike. Yeah. Um, but the advantage of my situation is that uh, we get done fairly early, right. work on Friday, and getting down there, I might be able to avoid the the bulk of the really heavy traffic because that's my big concern is is hitting that traffic on the way. And real estate's never been cheaper down oh there, right? My God. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God, dude, Avalon oh is insane. <laughs> Not just Avalon. I looked all over the place just for the hell of it. Casey's been for years trying to get me to buy a place down the shore. Just on my street right next just to me. So you, you guys can watch the sunset all the time just together. Right, just right next to me so we can have coffee in the morning and watch the sunset at night and just hang out all day. And so we've been flirting with uh, with the idea of, of a, a vacation home. And so while we were on vacation, I also looked up. At, uh, I went the other direction, Lake Wall and Paul Pack, which is an easier drive for it's about the same distance. to Well, it's two hours, but, but anyhow, it'd be easier. And right now... Everybody <laughs> in the world right. is buying vacation homes if you have the means to do so. Because and you're not traveling, you got because it, you're not traveling. You, you pick your locked place. Interest interest rates are low, right? And and people have jacked the prices of houses, especially vacation homes. I mean, through the stratosphere once again. I've chosen the absolute <laughs> wrong time <laughs> to look into something like this. And it's sure. Just, oh my god, you, we, we just sticker shock, man. Like oh. that that sex club you invested in in, yeah. in February. Yes, <laughs> not a good time. Not a good no. time. Uh, but just for like poops and giggles, because he was staying in Avalon, I was like, oh, let me look up some Avalon houses. Then what's what's the going price? Well, what's I the sent, average. I sent Preston a nice beachfront property. It was only eight million dollars. Oh my gosh! You can't find that was anything. Cheap. So so you start on you go on like Zillow or uh, one or, or, or Realtor.com. Just quickly, Redfin or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Are we talking standalone or like duplexes or what? Anything. It doesn't matter. Anything it with doesn't rooms. Matter. Anything with Anything rooms. Anything with rooms. <laughs> so, so it, and, and on Avalon, just for the hell of it, I no, no way I'm going to buy an Avalon. I just don't have enough money. Right. And so just for the hell of it, I started inching up the, the minimum price on, on these search features on Zillow. You know, start with, right. okay, let's start at 500000 Empty lot. Let's go to $600,000. Nothing. Seven hundred. Nothing. Yeah. 800 Nothing. 900 Nothing. A million Nothing. 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 Nothing for a million dollars. For a million dollars. Well, okay, so for sale. In Avalon. Were you looking for hang on though? Were you looking No criteria. No criteria. So you weren't looking for a single family home, not number of bedrooms, nothing. Okay. Because the the most affordable uh houses in Avalon are the ones that are the ones near you. No, that aren't are are the ones that aren't actually like single family homes. They're multifamily homes or condos or townhouses. Nothing. Yeah. But I'm saying most affordable. I'm not saying actually affordable. I'm saying most affordable. Okay, so the, yeah, I, I get you. The, but the, they're, they're all off the charts. Yes, Wildwood and uh, is the of all the beach towns. I think the most affordable, and I also think it's the most bang for your buck because in Wildwood there are less duplexes. Let me ask you: Do you think as the season passes, as we go through uh, August and uh, finish out the remainder of the summer? I don't think it's going to change price wise. I think people are going to are, are thinking the long game. You know, not, obviously, every things will pass eventually with the coronavirus, and we'll get you know move yeah. along. But it's going to be changed in a way that I think is going to make people think 
Maybe I'll just do this now. So I don't see the prices coming down anytime soon. Do you? Uh, no, no, I don't. Well, I mean, I hope not. Yeah. You know, I hope that, that the prices, you know, remain to... Would it be great if they bottomed out? <laughs> yeah. I was, they I was, just completely bottom out. I was looking at, at graphs of, of, you know, like, our, here's what this household for right. in 2014 and 15 and 16, 17 and so on. And you see the, the graph. Do what little graphs do. They go little up, little down, little up, little down, little up. And then... From six months ago right. to now, Steve, they just shoot Jeez. to the top of the page. And it's just like, I'll never, you know. Oh, woe is me. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll never <laughs> be able to have a vacation home. So, wah, wah, wah. I ride my and bike. And by the way, I yeah. had to remind myself of that. So we were looking at right. these places at yeah. Wild and Pack. And we found this place you really wanted to do. Blah, 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 blah. Ended up not ended up not coming together. And I was just like really bummed out for a day. And a little voice in my head literally goes, uh, Wham! Uh, you can't find your vacation <laughs> home, Preston. It must be terrible to be you. That's what my mother always just yeah. said. Why, why don't you tell us how, how hard I it know. is being you? But listen, you're doing something because you want to. For the family, yes, yeah. and the they're, family. they're they're for the family. family. There are countless other people uh, that you, you 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 do it. It's it's a common thing to do in this area to get at least a re- what are the rental prices like? I assume they're commensurate. Well, so that, that that's a point I wanted to make, but uh, you know my my home uh, down there is not necessarily a vacation home. It is. I mean, we use it for vacation. It's, but it's a brothel. No, it's it's our retirement home. That's okay. that's where when you oh, know really? whenever we retire. I didn't that's, know that. Yeah, so I would much rather buy my retirement property now rather than whatever it's going to cost 30 years from now you know what i mean yeah or 20 years from now who who knows how old i'm going to be when i when i get to retire but the the idea was let's let's make this purchase now and as i ride my bike through these little towns and i can't help but think i'm like wow there are so many rich people out here like how do how are how are there that many people that can afford these houses we're talking tens of thousands of houses or maybe more. I have no idea because yeah. they're so densely populated. I was like, wow, man, there's a lot of rich people out there. It's pretty wild. And it, and it goes against logic, uh, I would think. You know, listen, there's there's serious problems in the world. People are making less money. A lot of people out of work. You think prices yeah. would come down. They've shot no. through the no. roof. No, no, no. All right. Well, anyway, I was just happy because on my way home, I have uh, I now have uh, enough drivers in my family where I didn't have to drive. <laughs> so you could cry in the back seat. You could cry <laughs> in the back seat, which is wonderful and I let my son drive. No, but it, it got me to thinking that uh that story we had a little while ago of the grandmother <laughs> who set the grandson on lap on the lap 13 years old, which by the way, a 13-year-old is pretty good sized kid usually sitting on your lap. Yeah, the grandmother's driving 58, the grandson's 13 sitting on her lap while they're driving. Yes. If you're 13, I mean if you're it's wrong on every level. You shouldn't be doing yeah, it. Yeah. But you shouldn't also you're just probably too big to be you, you we've passed the point of sitting and driving on the lap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh and ended up running over five people in the process of it. Uh, how did you learn to drive? My dad. Way? Yeah. My dad took me out. My mother took me out a couple of times. Uh, I was, I was, uh, my dad was, my dad was good. He could be short tempered, uh, but he was good. But it was predominantly my dad. We went to a industrial park and drove around. And, Were you and, 16 and did, or? I was, uh, we started when I was 15, just yeah. a little bit of practicing. And then when I got my learner's permit, we went. Hardcore and, and did the deal. I, I've actually talked to a few people in the past couple of years who have 
taught their children to drive even before they were 15. And at first I thought, well, the only thing that really held any sort of like weight with me was, oh, I need to teach them to drive just in case there's an emergency. Right. And they're the only one that can get so and so to a hospital. Right. That's the only thing that actually they're like, no, we we just felt like they should. Is there a number you can call? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) But uh, they um, I see them driving around um, the cemetery. That, because there's like little roads and stuff like that. Oh, you're, you're oh. T- t- teaching people to drive? Uh-huh. I don't know if I'd take somebody around a, a cemetery. cemetery. 14, 15 years old. Because you, you veer off the road a little bit and you're running over tombstones. You can only drive so fast there too, right? So you, you've got to go 10 to 15 miles per hour. There oh. are little roads and side streets. Cemetery. And, yeah. yeah. Okay, I can see that because there's actually like, like you could say, hey, stop at this intersection. Because when you go to a parking stop lot. Stop at this funeral. <laughs> well, when you're at a yes. parking lot, you're just kind of like driving with nothing around your parent may say like hey pretend like there's somebody and make a left turn and you're not really there's no actual road so i like a cemetery cemetery, cemetery. no i don't I know, so there's it. a procession coming now yeah, so remember now. they have the right away their lights are flashing Honk right. Your horn. right <laughs> i just it, i'm making a left i said the risk versus reward is not great enough and if it works out poorly mm-hmm. you're right where you're going to need to be buried by the way <laughs> yeah. have you guys ever accidentally pulled into a wedding or i mean a uh, a, funeral a funeral procession, procession. Oh, i hate it i well i mean not just having one that you're waiting to go by but you don't realize it's a funeral procession <laughs> i did and there's a little gap and you pull in you're like oh my god Uh-oh. i'm actually in this now yeah uh yeah and then it occurs to you What's with this effing traffic? Yeah. Why are they going so slow? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, or, I have, actually, around here, it happens quite frequently because we have a, uh, a large cemetery, Hill cemetery. Right, right down the yeah. road here. So, my, my question, though, is sometimes, you know, uh, well, most of the time, they will have the right of way going through a red light. Right. And you are not necessarily aware. If there's no police escort, you're not necessarily aware that that's what's going on. Then I have always the, thought that was a liability. Like the D-bag. Yeah. yeah. You know. But, Preston, you raise a good point. What better way to learn how to drive than driving <laughs> along with the funeral procession? True. <laughs> because you can get out on the road. You get to run all the lights. You don't have to put your sign up that I'm a student <laughs> driver. Have yeah. you ever been in a funeral procession on an actual highway? Oh, yes. That scares me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Long Island Expressway. I was and in. we've gotten uh, separated from it. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't know you I'm ended up at the wrong funeral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? But yeah, Who's we, Morty? Uh, we Not that long ago, we were in one that was... Uh, on a highway. I had to get on to the Blue Route. Yeah. I, 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 let me ask you. So so obviously, with the, not to go off on a tangent here, but yeah. with those funeral processions, you get, the, you get this, the, the thing, the magnetic thing you put on the car, your blinkers are going. Um, and that's more for residential going through lights, say, like going down City Line here or whatever. But on, on the highway, there's no... There's, you just have to kind of hang together. You're yes. not afforded any extra consideration on a highway. You have to keep up. I mean, that's that's yes. just straight up. Like you, um, you know, everyone can go a hundred. Yeah. No. Well, you got to you got to put the flashers on. You have to put the flashers on. And then, and, but you got to you got to keep the group together. You yep. have to you got to you got to. As I say to my sons yeah. when they were learning driving, like close that gap. <laughs> close right. that gap. I hate that. Oh, okay. If you're following somebody, close, close the, the gap. gap. I can't stand. I, I like when I'm. Uh, I'll follow you. Oh no! Yeah, I know. I don't know. follow me. Yes. And guess don't, what? You're uh, now. I have to constantly be looking back. Yeah. And you're going to slow down for that yellow. You should have just gone through, aren't yeah. you? you need Every a, goddamn time. You got a phone, Zanab yeah, and yeah, app on yeah. it. Use it. Put the address right. in there. And don't then follow also, me. if I'm turning right, so and if you're following me and I'm turning left. 
I'm making that turn because I have made the judgment that you can make the turn as well. Okay. Yes. So if I've made this turn, make the goddamn turn as yeah. well. Yeah. Right. Because now, but you always have to consider. Now I and I am very considered that. Yeah. I stay in the slow lane uh-huh. unless I have to pass, and I make sure there's enough room to pass, and all of this stuff. And you're like, oh my god, just use your GPS. And by the way, going back to the original conversation, I learned to drive by myself because there was. I used to when I went to mass in, in high, when I went to mass in high school, uh, I would get dropped off. And I would act like I was going into Mass, and then I would just kind of hang outside the church. And there were a couple other riffraff that would hang outside the church as well. And one of those riffraffs would just hand me his keys, and I would just go drive around the hey, neighborhood. Hey, not so much into this guy thing, I am. Wait a minute. So so the riffraff you're speaking of yeah. had a driver's license and a car? Yeah, the riffraff you know, was four you know, years older than me. There's okay. always a, like a senior group of people hanging outside the church. <laughs> well, so... You had different levels of riffraff, right? So some of the riffraff would go and stand in the back of the church, right? And we were like, I'm not sitting down. Back of the church riffraff. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had me and some other people who would hang outside of the church smoking cigarettes. Encouraging illegal driving. Encouraging illegal driving. So this guy, he would like, yeah, here, you know, take, I wish I could remember. It was like an Oldsmobile. A light blue, gigantic boat of a car, and he was like, "Here you go." So just out of the blue, you're you're sitting there, and he says, "Would you like to drive?" No, my I car? think I asked him okay. first. I asked him first, and I got to tell you, maybe the first or second time I did it, I came cruising into the parking oh, lot, no. and I went to go park behind this car, and I hit the gas instead of the brake, and oh, yeah. I came within inches. I mean, just <laughs> inches of slamming so, into this car. W- there was no supervision. You were in the car by yourself. All by myself. I was like 15. 15 years old? Yeah. And was had you ever driven before? Never. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Well, go-kart. Go-kart. All right. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good entree yeah. into driving. Go-karts and golf carts. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, wow. that seems rather uh, dangerous. We've seen a few. I've seen a few texts come across of people who did learn to drive in the cemetery. The Which cemetery. Yeah, um, that, I don't like that I'd at like all. I'd like to hear about that. 215-263-WMMR, if you were one of those that uh, that learned to drive in a cemetery. My guess is you're you're a, a the, an incredibly slow driver if you learn to drive in the cemetery. But Marissa's right. I mean, they, they do have streets, right? So rather than being in a parking lot. We're on and, death and, lane right now. And, and faking like. Make a right onto rigor mortis. And faking like you have to make a left into like traffic or or whatever, you're actually turning on into onto I, another street. I guess so I use the high school because that has intersections and parking lots and all that stuff. Uh, okay. Industrial industrial parks, sure. Because you you have the there there are there are streets and 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 yeah, but cemeteries aren't that busy. They're they're really not that busy. You might like <laughs> that cemetery's hopping. Well, my cemetery is hopping. St. Peter and Paul is a huge cemetery. It's, I mean, people are dying to get in. Yeah, people, it's all the rage. <laughs> and you might have, like, maybe three burials going on at the same time. Man, they're, they're rack them, stack them, and pack them. Yeah. yeah, there's hours for cemeteries. Like, Saturday mornings, mornings during the week. Because it's funny, you said that there's a lot of times. And I was like, I, I rarely run into a cemetery. Because I guess there's not that many funerals at, like, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, they're, right? they discount them. They go off, off hours. I think I, I I don't I don't know how it works, but I know that I see a, a ton of them in this general area. Uh, that's a good question. Are there regular cemetery hours? Well, well you figure, yeah, funerals are for usually funerals. morning. Yeah, either early or don't or they have late a slot morning. in the door if it's after hours? <laughs> yeah, they are usually in the morning. You're right. Slide the coffin through the door. Uh, hang on, let me get uh, get a couple of first time drivers here. I'm going to go to Mike. Hi, Mike. You're on the air. Uh, the air. Good morning, sir. Hello, you guys. Work. Oh, yeah, thanks, you man. work, dude. What's up? 
not much. I, I learned to drive at a really, really young age. I mean, when I was three years old, my dad had me on his lap to drive around. My dad wasn't the you know, kind of guy that would you know, follow too many laws and just do whatever he wanted. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we, were down, <laughs> we were down at the Spectrum. I, I was 11 years old. It was an Aerosmith concert. Him and his buddies, uh, like, smoke angel dust. So they would do that. What? Wait, 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 wait. Hey, Just back on. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you were smoking on. angel dust? They were. Yeah, oh, they were. You don't do that. I was driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. was driving. I was eleven. I couldn't Christ. be smoking angel dust. Come on, get real. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's countless stories. I'm going for days. Me driving at a very young age. I'm 30, 36 now. I drove in a blizzard in '93, so I was 10 years old. Oh. Uh, my dad's pushing. Uh, pushing us up the block, we're stuck. I mean, I'm driving. I mean, there's so many stories. Everybody so, so, but, but like you know, the, down by down by the the sports complex. I think that's another place you, what you're looking for. That's why I, I sort of bristle at the notion of a cemetery. You're looking for the least amount of things you could potentially collide with. Mike, is your oh, we just lost him. I wonder if his dad was still alive, smoking angel dust, and having his 11 year old drive or not. Uh, I'm going to go to Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, Lauren. All right, so you did learn to drive in a cemetery? I did. It's actually uh, almost like a family tradition. Um, my mom learned to drive in a cemetery, too, um, by her friend Tommy. Um, yeah, so... What, in, in the, the same, same cemetery, Lauren? Which one was it? No, uh, it's actually... I, I forget the name of it. I think it's... Um, I live up in Feasterville, so it's... I think it's King David Memorial Park or something like that. Okay. Now, she went to drive in a Philly cemetery. I don't know which one that was. All right. Um, well, the Philly cemeteries have the angel dust, so that's why. You know, <laughs> uh, her philosophy is the worst thing you're going to hit is a tombstone, so nobody's going to get hurt, right? <laughs> so, like, so I learned how to reverse. I learned how to drive. I learned, like, and all the all the paths are really narrow, so you have to be really accurate with how you drive. And I guess in a memorial park too, it's the same. They don't have the big headstones; they're just right, the flat right. ones, so you could drive all over those. Right dead over bodies. there, no problem. Yeah, you wouldn't have any real problem with your car. Yeah, wow. nothing like yeah, a, no, no problems really like that. Um, doing donuts over tombstones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was nothing. Honestly, it wasn't really that bad. I don't. I think that honestly, when I have kids, I'm going to teach them how to drive in a cemetery too. Really? Okay. All right. Would you let me ask you one quick question, Lauren? Would you consider yourself a slower driver, like a are you a more cautious driver because you learned in a cemetery? Uh, absolutely not. Um, I've gotten into a few accidents. Um, but I will say that I do think it's helped me learn how to drive through Philly better because Philly has a lot of narrow roads. Oh. Um, so I've le- I feel like I've learned how to navigate, especially like the uh, near Broad Street and stuff, all the side roads are really, really narrow. All right. Okay. All right. I, I didn't think about that point. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, because they're, they're usually pretty narrow yeah. paths that you have to drive to. And you got to negotiate center. the mourners. Yeah. 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 And right. it helped her, like, cope with loss, you know? It, right, right. Yeah. You were seeing it as you're driving. You learned that the repercussions of driving uh, unsafely could be your own death. Let me go to Jen. Jen, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Carson Daly is a tool. <laughs> wow. wow. Very old. Very yes, old thank school. You. What's up, Jen? Um, my dad is a former police officer, and he taught me how to drive his Ford F-150 pickup truck in a cemetery. And to Lauren's point, it's so, uh, they're already dead, so I can't hurt anybody. Oh, my God. Well, let me ask you, did, did he specifically say to you the best place to learn is a cemetery? And did he give a reason, or was that just the most convenient to, to where you were? Yeah, no, so um, where I grew up, we actually, uh, my parents lived right down the street from the largest uh, active cemetery, actually the oldest 
active cemetery in the United States, Eglinton Cemetery in South Jersey. Wow. And it's huge. Yeah, it's really big. They have, like, the different mausoleums. It's been around since, like, the late 1700s. Okay. So there's it's lots of winding roads, trees, and everything else. Oh, it's beautiful. I can parallel park there. Yeah. And I can parallel park like a beast. And I my first car was a Buick LeSabre, <laughs> and I can parallel park that thing like no problem. All right. I mean, honestly, driver. Like, Thanks, Jen. Learning to parallel park between tombstones is probably a, a you know a good skill. I hate cemeteries. I can't stand them. I just uh, the 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 thought of all those corpses. Weirds me out, uh, but do as, they make you uneasy? Yeah, they make you uneasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a kid, we used to go to the cemetery all the time. Yeah, to play to feed the ducks because oh. they had a pond. It was out by my grandparents. Zombie they had, ducks. They had a pond that was filled with ducks, and we would take bags of bread huh. and we go out there, and it was our thing. Can we go feed the ducks? And we would go to the cemetery. It was just our. We'd just go spend time there. I like. I like like historical cemeteries and i you know they they're well that's yeah that's different that's I, the, a little different the, for me one of the weirdest cemeteries is the cemetery right next to bob's the uh, the, the diner in uh roxborough oh yeah yeah, yeah. that oh. one seems like well, a haunted house cemetery like well, you see no, like, because movies. you're sitting there having, having your, eggs your, your tuna melt <laughs> and looking at buried bodies i mean the, I, right out I the window that right out the window yeah I've sat there and the tuna melt wasn't even thing. that good it wasn't, it wasn't that good it wasn't <laughs> worth it and their breakfast is delicious i'm sure that everything else on the menu i've yet to find a good diner tuna melt anyway <laughs> that's another story i'm gonna go to, god damn it. i'm gonna go to michelle yet he still tries hi He's michelle tried. you're on the air good morning hey bitches hey, hey. yes what's up michelle hey so i'm one of six kids and my dad taught all six of us in the cemetery across from O'Hara. And he always said, the only reason I'm here is because there's stop signs and the people are already dead. So you can't go wrong. <laughs> it's a big cemetery. It is a big cemetery. <sighs> yeah. That's, that's, I had no idea. We're looking at all the calls. It's cemetery after cemetery after but cemetery. Like, I, listen, I, I, I understand. I really do understand. You know, take, I just don't understand taking anybody there to learn how to drive before they even have a learner's permit. I, I, the, again, the risk versus reward to me is well, not worth it. Agreed. Now they, they kind of take that stuff a little bit more seriously. Back in back in my day, <laughs> um, you, you know, before you were 16 and before you had a learner's permit, I think the parents felt it was it would be a good idea to get a, a head start. But yeah. now the kids are also waiting longer to, to get their licenses. A good portion that I encounter anyway are waiting past 16 and 17. So, okay, to get we, we talked about we talked about how there are a lot of kids yeah. who have no active desire to get their learner's permit or get their license. Like it, it that was that was it. That was a pivotal moment in your in your adolescence and now it doesn't seem to be such a big thing. That, and smoking angel dust. Hang, hang on here. <laughs> let me go to let me go to Rob. He is with the Union, the Fire Association. That's the fire department down the street here in Bella Kinwood. Oh, oh, excellent. Yeah. Hey, uh, Rob, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. No, no <laughs> such thing. What's up, bud? Hey, so we take the fire trucks when we're, we're teaching our firefighters how to drive to uh, West Laurel Hill down the street uh, and drive the apparatus through there. You're driving full fire trucks through the cemetery? Yeah, yeah. And okay. A lot of great tight turns. And, yeah, uh, Rob. I've never in a lot of trouble. I've never driven in it. I drive by it every day on my way to work. But and on my my GPS, it comes up. It looks like it has the twistiest, windiest <laughs> turning lanes you're going to find anywhere in there. Yeah, yeah. And you can definitely get yourself caught in a corner and then have to back up quite a ways too. Okay. Great practice for the fire apparatus for when we have to, to back out of tight spots. Rob, when you get back to the firehouse, do you sometimes have to clean the corpses out of the axles? <laughs> oh, my God. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely out of the tires at least. <laughs> I mean, I now I'm seeing the um, the idea behind it. Okay, because you're you're if the goal is to make you a precise driver. I always thought be away from stuff you could hit, but you're saying if you learn to drive in a more confined space, obviously with what you need to do with the trucks, it's going to make more sense. So now I get it. Um, yeah, exactly. Rob, by the way, have you ever driven by an active funeral in the fire truck? And has anyone done the horn honking pull down <laughs> arm signal for you as you're doing that? Yeah, uh, actually, yes. Oh we my try God. to go at off hours. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, you do that instead, <laughs> instead of the regular side with the. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, Rob, is, is, does the cemetery, uh, you guys have, like, an agreement to do that? Yeah, they're great supporters. Okay. They've been supporters of the fire companies in Lower Marion Township for, for a great many years. So okay. they're, they're very welcoming to us. To well, that, to kudos to you guys if we're working. At, you know what? I, I yeah, wonder. That's I, interesting. Now Thanks, I kind of want to drive. When I go to get my mana pies, I go over to the cemetery over here. And uh, you know the man has the for before Thanksgiving. Yeah, they just uh, set up in front they, of the they, they, they bury him with the bodies. No, oh. no, what you, they do is is they, right in the uh, where they have the wake, the actual okay uh, uh, deal there. But you can drive around, and they, there are it seems to be miles of curvy roads with stop signs. Right. So what everyone's saying does make sense. Yeah. Do you guys? All right. So what is it called? Is it called like a not a farmer's license? Is it called a farmer's license? Where I don't know. The, people on farms uh, are driving it like fourteen years old. Oh, okay. I see what you're I've saying. I've never heard of a license for that, but yeah, my my when I was a kid, <laughs> my friend Bubba, I lived in South Carolina. They had you know acreage, yeah. loads of acreage, like, like fifty acres worth of land, and he would take. And his dad had all these you know piece of junk cars and stuff like that. They were they were kind of why wouldn't you? They were very rural. Yeah, and uh, and we would take at at like I was in like fourth fifth grade. Oh my god! And get behind the wheel of a truck. With an on the column. Three uh, on the tree? Three on the tree. Uh, manual <laughs> transmission. And we would drive that thing around. That's why kids out in them bum F, you know, yeah. South Carolina become race car drivers. Yeah. That's how NASCAR came about. Exactly. Yeah. So we used to do that, man. It was That's crazy. We didn't have any farmer's license, though, or anything along it, those I lines. think you're talking in, a, in an unofficial, right? There's no... There's no mm. You don't go fill out documentation know. for... I think you're saying you're... If you're on the farm, oh, you can I, drive... Somebody texted in and said farm tags. I have heard of farm tags okay. before. Now, I don't know if that means you can be 13, 14 years old. It's a skin situation a farmer driving. gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being out in the sun too much, you get, get farm, farm tags. tags. Uh, interesting question with our guest coming up, Joe. Is he on a... He's uh, not... Well, he strict. shouldn't be on a tour. All right. I want to go to one more call, okay. and then we're going to have to take a break, but I want to go to uh, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, bitches? Yo, bitch. <laughs> What's going on, Jesse? <laughs> Cemetery Driving 101. Um, I learned to drive at Holy Sepulchre uh, Cemetery, which is right on Cheltenham Avenue in between, like, Mount Airy and uh, the Montgomery County border. Okay. And um, my dad taught me stick there. At least he thought he was teaching me how to drive for the first time because I was kind of like Casey. I was one of, one of those uh, church parking dwellers. <laughs> you hung out with those. The riffraff. The riffraff, the riffraff. The riffraff outside the church, yeah. I just wanted to add, it is, you're, you're out there in the, you know, there's, there's like the elements are there. Like you have the road, it's a little smaller road, like that one caller said. Um, I honestly feel like I'm a really good driver. I drive a little fast, but like I, I'm good because of it. And uh, I taught my brother, brother to drive there. And to be completely honest, when I'm out on my motorcycle, sometimes I'll just cruise through the, the cemetery parking, just like going slow, but just 
cruise through there and just kind of remember. My fries are done. I think I think what the deal is is that um, I, I see it now. I wonder if the cemeteries themselves sort of um, bristle at the idea of people coming in and practicing. In, in, in a place where you're supposed to be contemplative yeah. and, you know, mm. hanging with your deceased well, loved ones. Well, the other thing is there's not people crossing the street. There's not cars. You know, you're not really going to. That's true. Danger. And someone's kind of, you know, I'm not by myself. My dad was there. If someone was coming, you know, he's like, all right, pull over, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you can kind of avoid, like, if you see a funeral procession or a burial going on, you can cool. you can see that and, and maybe not drive past that and turn it. Drive the, on the grass and, drive, and pass yeah, it, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, Light him up, son. I saw my brother there, and he's a really good driver, and we all we, we owe it to cemetery driving. Okay, nice. All right, Jesse, thanks, man. I, I was not aware of that. Uh... Uh, of that situation. Why aren't there driving schools that advertise you you get a cemetery course? Uh, By the way, Casey, here's a text from somebody says, I'm seeing a number of things come in. It says uh, you can get a farmer's driver's license at the age of 15 in New Jersey. Farmer tags are for your vehicle. They have nothing to do with the driver. Farmer tags exempt you from paying highway use tax. So there's a legitimate uh, learner's permit that you can get if you live on a farm. Well, I don't know. Uh, and I think you can only that text. you can only drive on the farm. Like uh, I don't. Yeah, I, fifteen I don't years and up for farmer tags have to be on farming business while driving car. Include air brake trucks too. What about a cemetery I license? Know. I don't know. We have to hear. I don't know. I can only drive in cemetery. Wow, interesting. Okay. Well, anyhow, bottom I, line is. Don't sit on your grandmother's lap <laughs> and while she's drunk and you're 13 years old because you'll end up running over five people. That's what happened in Tennessee. We were doing that story in the Bizarre File. And don't smoke angel dust while driving around the spectrum. Yeah, don't let your dad smoke <laughs> angel dust while you're driving at 11 around the spectrum. <laughs> Thank you for your calls. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment or two. Uh, comedian Joe List is going to be joining yeah. us. We'll get in some other stuff as well, so stay close because we will not be going wrong. Hey gang, obviously, this year's been very different. No, really? You don't say. Anyway, the 15th annual I Bleed for President Steve Blood Drive is a go, but it's going to be a bit different, too. It's happening Friday, August 21st. And there will be three donation centers. The Fillmore in Philadelphia. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. And the FOP Lodge in Northeast Philly. The Red Cross is always in need, but especially so during this health crisis. So make your appointment at WMMR.com now. Listen, the process is safe, and it follows all social distancing guidelines, which is why both appointments and face masks are mandatory. Register for our ID for President Steve blood drive and yes you'll get the newest Preston Steve t-shirt as our thanks from the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region and 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first so our next guest uh, comedy special the title says it all it is Joe List I hate myself (laughs) (laughs) what else do you need to know you don't need to know anything else uh, other than the fact that it is now available to stream anytime and it is uh, Comedy Central's stand up YouTube channel you'll find it please welcome Mr. Joe Lynn to the show good morning Joe Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I appreciate it. No problem. We don't hate you, by the way. I know you hate yourself, but we don't hate you. Oh, I I appreciate that. I I need more people to like me. Uh, It's a mental (laughs) disorder. Just to to offset it a bit, because you're you're doing so much self-loathing. But I think, isn't that sort of... um, 
that's the impression we have of a lot of comedians. And, and okay, yeah. obviously we've had a ton of comedians on uh, the show. Love stand-up comedy. We all do. But there's there's always that perception that there's a little bit of self-loathing that helps create great comedy. Would you agree with that? Yeah, there is. It, it, there's a, a deep self-loathing, but also in a massive ego in every comedian. <laughs> ah. I always think about it. It's it's like when you're in a relationship and the whole time you're like, I don't know why this woman's with me. She she hates me. She should hate me. I'm ugly. I fart. I pick my nose. I'm a bad person. And then when they break up with you, you're like, good luck finding someone better. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 yeah. like the duality of your existence because yeah, you've got to have enough of an ego to get up on stage and say and think people are going to be interested in what you have to say. But but it's I I think it's. I think comedians, more than any other uh, performer, have that conflict going on. Yeah, completely. I mean, like, I'll have it where I'm waiting to go on stage, and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm 20 <laughs> years in. I'm at the Funny Bone in Omaha, I think. And then I'm doing the show, and someone's like, you stink. I'm like, what are you kidding? I'm headlining the <laughs> Omaha Funny Bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so, you look where I am. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's it's a weird thing, but it's true to so so many of us. Where you, you know, so we've been doing the show for years, and I did stand up for a while myself. And and no matter how, whatever level of success you achieve, anyone I think worth a damn always feels they're gonna be on to me soon. I don't belong here. I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Ray Romano had a great quote. He said, my whole career, I've just been waiting for the comedy police to show up and go, all right, pal, we're on you. <laughs> and yeah. you, you, and like, Shoot. <laughs> you explore um, so uh, this a lot. You you talk with other comedians. You have a uh, a podcast, which is Joe List's Mindful Metal Jacket. And you had, you had Gary yeah. Gullman. Gary just recently, he's, I, I, we had, we've had him on the show many times. Love, Love him. him to death. Uh, but he is... You know, didn't realize because obviously he's self-deprecating and all that stuff, but he he deals with a lot. We had no idea. Yeah, it's fascinating because again, like like we're talking about, Gary is six six, and uh, my ex girlfriend had a crush on him vocally while we were dating, which was weird because we're <laughs> friends. <laughs> um, and he's one of the funniest comics ever. He's probably my favorite comedian ever. And it turns out he has crippling depression, which if if you can be six six and handsome and hilarious and depressed, my God, what does a guy like me? <laughs> yeah. Now, and now we're does, back to the self now, Yeah. Now, does it depress you further, yeah. or what does it do to you? You know. Yeah, there's part of me that's like, oh, great, even he has it. But then you're like, wait a minute, I got crooked teeth and herpes and a big forehead, and uh, you know, I'm, I got problems. I know it's no, it's 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 an interesting thing, but I, we, we all do it. I think it's a common um, I, I think it's what I, I, we're big fans of people who are self-deprecating and, and Gary never comes across like with you. You're 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 making fun of yourself. It makes people approachable. It's it's when it starts to when you're by yourself and you you're ruminating on that and you're you're hearing yourself tell you these things where it becomes more problematic and Gary has suggested that that's that's what he deals with yeah yeah his humor is not too much um yeah like you said self-deprecating but i guess afterwards I, that's what that's the strange thing about comedy too is the audience has no idea that you know, right before the show, we were crying in our hotel room. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then right after, also. All right. So, so Joe, then how how does so so this men- mental issue? 
How, how does COVID impact that and the life we've been living over the past, you know, six, eight months, however long it's been? You know, in some ways it's weird. I, I've kind of, uh, I don't want to say enjoyed it, but in some ways I was like, I've been preparing for this my whole life. As a neurotic guy, <laughs> the whole my whole life I've been like, the world's going to end, the whole economy's going to stop, I'm going to lose my job. And then it happened, and I kind of was like, I told you. (laughs) Vindicated. I've been prepared. Yeah, Yeah, I actually um, was talking with somebody who has been suffering from, you know, depression for for a long time. And they said, surprisingly, and this is a couple of months ago, he was like, this whole thing that's been going on has been like, I don't want to say soothing, but like he was, it it put him in a better mental state. Is it in a way bizarre, man? Is it in a way validating the sort of suppositions that people, you know, like the things that you tell yourself, like Joe, you know, when you we liken it to uh, uh, you know people like people who are preppers are like it's going to come, it's going to come, and ah yeah yeah that's that's Lou at work, he's got a bomb shelter, and and then something. I mean, obviously we're not, you know, it's not a nuclear war, but it's certainly unpleasant. And it sort of validates what they've been thinking. Do you think that's an aspect of it? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that's probably part of it, but also it's sort of um, just this. For me, what's helping me is this idea that my worst nightmare has come true, that everything stops and the whole world economy is on edge and there's this infectious disease spreading and killing people. And I'm like, I'm all right. I'm doing okay. <laughs> like the worst thing that could happen has happened. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Still watching hockey and uh, doing yes, yeah, you, that. That, you, that's the key. I tell people it's the the ability to compartmentalize to to be that you know that. Uh, yeah, the, the the world's going to hell in a handbasket, but man, the sandwich is good. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean. I have a I have a wife. We make love, and uh, there's a couch to sit on. You know, this, this, it's okay. I exactly, I can work with yeah. this. Yeah. So you're you're getting out on the road right now. A uh, couple of weeks ago, you did a show actually in our area in uh, in Royersford. And so, are, are you getting out and, and touring on on the rag now? Not not really. That's sort of the only real show. So I've done. New York City has a bunch of outdoor shows. I'm still not doing indoor shows for now. Um, trying to. I don't know. I don't want to. Some people do them, and then online, everyone's like, "This guy's a fascist son of a whatever." <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus. So I'm I'm sticking with outside. But that show in Royersford, which is a hard word to say, yeah, um, that was like one of the best shows I've done in a long time. Removed from COVID, it was just a killer show. They had like a beach set up, and there was 200 people there. And, had fans and they were, they were hot. It's, well, we call it Rofo, by like, the way. Uh, so so you don't have to say Royers Ford anymore. You could just call it Rofo. Oh, great. Yeah, well, Rofo is uh, <laughs> terrific. But it almost, I've done some shows overseas uh, for the troops in Iraq and Kuwait, and it feels similar to that in that the audience is like, thank you so much. We needed this. Oh, my God. And so it's like doing comedy in a war zone. Everyone's so grateful. Um, so it was pretty great. So I'm hoping there's more outdoor shows like that pop up or sometimes it's vaccine or just people stop 
being mean to comics that do shows indoors. Whatever, whatever, whatever comes first. Joe, I have so many questions about these outdoor shows because I live near the comedy uh, clubs here in Philadelphia, and I would love if they just like closed down Sansom Street and did one because they're doing that in New York and they're just doing them like on rooftops or streets. But I wonder, like, are you guys watching what you're saying because all the neighbors are around, or is it just like full on comedy set? I know Big J did a set, and I was thinking, you know, if you just hear Big J's set coming through your window at 2 a.m. Like, that's pretty vulgar and crazy. Is there any, like, you know, bad things happening? Yeah, it's weird. So I did a show last night in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, in a park, and I personally have kind of uh, cleaned it up a little bit at times because there are people just, like, there's kids, like, playing basketball all over there or, like, a woman with a stroller over here. And so it is hard to do graphic sex stuff, but some people definitely don't care like we did a show in central park and you're just yelling at people in the park basically <laughs> and there was like one guy like the opener was just talking talking about i don't even know some kind of filthy thing which i'm not opposed to no so no but people yeah. in the background being like what <laughs> well, I'm sure it's not the weirdest thing that's happened in New York. <laughs> well, and, and there's there's a dynamic to all these these different live shows that are going out outside. You know, this weekend, uh, Kreischer's coming in town. We're hosting his show. He's going to be at Citizens Bank Park. And it's one of those things where you pull him with your car and you stay in your car and everybody watches it. And I know how it must be, Joe, if you're a comedian and you see people that are leaving, and maybe it's not because they hate your act, you know, because they have to leave or whatever, but it, it catches your eye and you make note of it. How about when a whole car pulls out and pulls away and yeah. leaves and you see the lights and everything? That's got to be a bit weird, too. Yeah, my wife and I have been laughing about that so hard because our friend Mike Vecchione, who's a Philly guy, yep. and uh, he did a, he did that show in, in Rofo, I think the first one, and there was a video of a lady leaving, and we thought the exact same thing, the idea of, Hearing the car start up and then she lets it warm up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you you can you, you can as they say Murph it when you're in like a uh, a Ford Bronco. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about um, you know the because uh, I doing the research last night I actually called up the special and watched the special which is on YouTube on Comedy Central's uh, YouTube channel and I I really enjoyed it. And you bring up something that 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 we all deal with, and and you've brought it up in, in your material before, but the inability to sleep on an airplane uh, and air travel, and so as a, as a comedian who tours and will eventually return to touring, how do you handle that when you can't get any sleep on a plane? It's pretty brutal. I mean, I just don't sleep, or I just end up taking a nap, which is also embarrassing because. I'll nap in the hotel and then just wake up and feel confused and strangely horny, you know. Uh, and it's it's pretty brutal, but I've I've had like horrible bouts of insomnia because I just have anxiety and then the, the airplane. And my therapist helped me by saying, "He's like, well, when's the last time you were put in an asylum because you couldn't sleep for like a month?" And I was like, "Well, never." And uh, he was like, "Well, there you go." And it was one of those things where I left, and I was like, yeah. And then, like, a half hour later, I'm like, wait, that doesn't help me. <laughs> right. I'm waiting for the moment I go into an asylum. Like, there's so many times I'll have a therapist say something, and I'm like, that was perfect. And then I'm able to completely dismiss everything he said 10 minutes after I leave. <laughs> so, have you ever talked to, to Berbigli about Are you? Do you know him? Are you friends with him? Because, obviously, he's, he's, he's built a large chunk of his career on his, um, his sleep issues. 
I, do, I know him a little bit, but I've never – I don't think I have it as bad as him. I'm not walking around in the streets right. half asleep or whatever whatever he's got going on. But I eventually fall asleep after a couple hundred sleeping pills. But, <laughs> um, That's all it takes. Yeah, does melatonin even work for you anymore? No, I never take melatonin. I've done CBD a couple times, which I don't know if that does anything. I, I'm like – CBD is so funny to me. I'm in. I'm like a sober guy. I'm an alcoholic recovering. Right. And people are like, you. I'm like, so I'm a little nervous about taking CBD. These people are like, you got to take CBD. It's amazing. I'm like, I'm a little nervous taking it. I'm in recovery. And they're like, oh, it doesn't do anything. And I'm like, well, you just told me. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? Yeah, it's a split message. Does it not do anything? Yeah. What well, I love is that um, there, there's 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 a channel. I guess it's it's on our system here uh, in Philadelphia, and, and they show old, you know, like Rhoda and and this <laughs> channels basically geared. It's not me TV. It's another one that goes even even deeper, and they sell the commercials that run are for um, your will mobility scooters and CBD oil, and and, <laughs> and, and, and so so it, it's it's for I guess for joint pain and stuff like that. It, it's, yeah. It's listen. I, I'm sober eight. Uh, and a half years at this point now, and I won't touch CBD either, even though I know I'm not going to get high from it. It's just a little bit too close to the uh, to the source, I guess. But I had asked about the melatonin because, I, you know, we yeah. we got up too early in the morning. And if I get past a certain threshold of night, I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible. So I have to take the melatonin. And uh, so it's non-habit forming and all that sort of stuff. So, um, if so you're, you're good to go on that. I'm good to go on that. All right, maybe I'll crush up some melatonin. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to snort it and just snort or, it. Or freebase it. You know, one of those Just for old times. Yeah. yeah, just for that sense of nostalgia. Wow. Hey, Joe, by the way, when uh, when and where were you able to uh, to put this comedy special together? Did it happen uh, before uh, the lockdowns, or how did you go about yeah, it? So okay. I, sh- I just looked it up. I completely, like, I was trying to remember when it was because I knew it was close. It was March 2nd, and then we sort of shut down, I think, the 13th or something like that. Okay. So it was pretty close before. But, yeah, it was March 2nd. I, I shot it at the Village Underground, which is the comedy cellar, uh, their like, second club. And uh, it was like a Monday night, packed, sold out the first show, and then like half sold for the second show, which I think we used bits and pieces from. And uh, it was great. It was like this magical night and i was like I, I did it that's the best thing i've ever shot and i felt alive and <laughs> it's really good it, it's really good it also captures a, a for people who've been jonesing and missing that comedy club feel the special will get you right back into that it feels it feels good it's funny it's a funny uh set and uh you know it's it's something new because people are looking for new things to watch and yeah. it's we've gone through a lot already and this is fresh and new and funny and 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 uh i think people are going to love it yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of it. So please check it out, and it's free. It's on YouTube. It's yeah, streaming. you can go watch it. So Comedy Central's yeah, so stand-up YouTube channel, no problem. So Joe, hopefully uh, next time we'll talk, we'll we'll see you in person. That'd be nice, right? Yeah, I would love that. I think I'm supposed to be there in like January or something, but I assume it's canceled. They just haven't told me yet. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> well, let's. Maybe we'll be wearing hazmat suits. We'll get you in here. It's called Joe List. I hate myself. Joe, thanks for coming on, man. It's good to talk. You will see you soon. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody. Take care. Be safe. Joe List, guys. Take care, my man. You be safe as well. So, yeah, he did this uh, that Royersford show, which I didn't know they were doing those until uh, recently. A friend got in touch and said that. So that's something worth checking out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, I have an email question from a listener. What? Okay. It's a little bit 
odd, and I have no idea if we will find someone to help this person out with this or not, but I thought it might be bringing up, uh, worth bringing up anyhow. This is from uh, John Byrne, also known as JCB, and it says, Philly, Philly, Albuquerque, Baltimore. So I guess he's lived in all three. He's a Philly guy. Okay. Uh, but he says, hey, guys, please, please, please help me with your magical powers. Uh, one time when I was little, I went on a field trip somewhere, and I have absolutely no clue where the hell I was. But here's what I do know. the most This most likely would have been between 1983 and 1985 sometime. We arrived on a school bus. All right. I remember walking down a grass hill. Seemed giant at the time, but it was probably like two feet tall. At the bottom of the hill... Are you having fun yet? No, no. He was in Neverland. Look at these llamas. <laughs> circus animals. Jesus. I'm so glad you came. No wonder he can't remember all of it. <laughs> Therapy will help. Uh, no. <laughs> Are you having fun yet? <laughs> Everybody get on the train. Oh my Look at that, my old choo-choo train. Wow. Uh, no. And so he says, I remember walking down the grass hill. At the bottom of the hill, and this is where we get to the specific thing that he wants to know. If anybody, this sounds familiar at all to anybody, all right, okay. please call us and let us know. said, at the bottom of the hill, there was a miniature kid-sized town that you rode your big wheels around in. Wow. I want to go to this. He said there were buildings and intersections and stuff, stop signs and lanes, etc. Yeah, press. I read this email as well, and I immediately did a search online. I Google because I wish I could. In the it, fountains are filled with propofol. <laughs> I, I wish I never went to a place like this. I wish I did, and I couldn't find anything on this man. All right, so it's it's a, a sort of a kids. Scaled town that yes. allowed you to ride your big wheels around, correct on the streets, and maybe that may just yeah. be things that kids brought around. But oh, it sound what? And here comes the mayor of the town. <laughs> hey, everybody! <laughs> You'll never have to go to school. You'll never grow old. Oh no! Uh, it's everything. You'll never talk to the cops. He's the mayor. We don't have a police force. Yeah. Uh, so, no, he said that there there were buildings and intersections and stuff, stop signs and lanes, etc. He says it seemed to be about 9 or 16 square blocks from memory, but who knows. And it's in this, so it's in this area? He, he I'm confused at where he okay, thinks it I'll, is. I'll continue okay. on. He says, that's all I remember. It was a little big wheel village at the bottom of a hill. Huh. This would have probably been within a day's trip distance to the Philly or surrounding areas, I think he says. I, I'm guessing. I guess I. I'm guessing I probably went to nursery school or kindergarten. Nursery school was at the Abington Y, uh, and a kindergarten was at Fort Washington somewhere. Preston, uh, look at the text message board. Uh, people are answering, and and it's, it seems like an overwhelming response about this place. Masons Mill Park. Warminster Community Park has a new one too. So Mason's Mill Park, no, Bryn saying, Affin. No, Safety Town is the is the one. Safety that I, Town. Well, all the, look at all these Mason's Mill Park that are coming up. Mm. Which is it? Uh, hang on, where do you see Safety Town? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, people are texting in Safety Town. Phone lines are lighting up. We might be able to help out John. Oh, 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 o
place. I was intrigued. Welcome to Safety Town. I was intrigued by this because it actually sounds like a All lot right. of fun. I think I know what. So, it, Preston, okay. growing up on Long Island, they had in Eisenhower Park, they had a miniature town scaled to kids that taught you about road safety and street signs. Okay. Where you could drive your bicycles and I assume your big wheels around. And maybe so safety town sounds like it might be a riff on that. And I'm going to go to the calls. These call, the calls are coming up. But, I mean, do, I, I think I think I have somewhere stored away in the private little rooms of my mind somewhere. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Of some place like this. Not exactly, but, but, I, but I look back on so fondly and go, was that even real? Because that oh, was yeah. so cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, let me, let me Have get, you ever seen my anus? Let me see. <laughs> oh Excuse me? <laughs> Do you mean your anus? I mean, the look planet? at the planet, yeah. Oh, God. Did I say my? Why would I even say that? It's called your anus. Exactly. I'm not good with this stuff. Not my uranus, your anus. My uranus. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Hang on. Let me go. Let me go to, uh, I have Julie online. Hey, Julie. Hey, how's it going? Awesome. So, Julie. So, Safety Town? Yeah, so I actually live in New Jersey, and our town runs it, and all of the elementary schools, they take a field trip there, and you take your bike, and you learn everything, pretty much how to drive, but on your bike. Oh, my God. Then that's exactly it, because, Julie, that's the same thing that was uh, Eisenhower Park on Long Island had the exact same setup. It was a couple of blocks, and they had little faux buildings and, like, um, traffic lights and stuff like that. Is that what you remember? Yes, it was exactly that. Um, All our elementary schools go through it here. Uh, Still? (laughs) Julie, still? They still do it to this day? Um, Not currently because of corona but uh, no you yeah. know what i mean and it you know so turn your radio down i can hear us in the background it's probably confusing you a little bit so so julie so but i mean still to you know within this modern era that we live in kids still go to safety town and use it yeah i believe so within the past five years or so they did okay um, yeah it was definitely safety town Interesting. Okay, thank you, Julie. Some aspects are safe and some others aren't. Marissa just pulled up pictures of it. This is so cool looking. So I pulled up, I just typed in Safety Town, and suddenly it was like Warminster, Delaware, New Jersey, New York. So they must be be. all over the place. There's these little, like, Pleasantville-looking neighborhoods where you just get to, like, Dude, I'm in the Bartram's Gardens. What the hell? (laughs) Bartram's Gardens making freaking candles, and they have this. Oh, man. What's Bartram's Garden? It sucks is what it is, Preston. <laughs> I don't know. It's some historical place in West Philadelphia. Oh, you're saying that they, yeah. they took you on a trip to there when yeah. you were a kid you as to opposed handles. to going to Safety Town. Yeah. Hang on. I'm going to go to uh, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Hey, Preston, Marilyn, and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. PMS, the day. All right, Ryan, what do you want to comment on? Yeah, they have one of those at Mason's Mill Park in Huntington Valley. It's, okay. uh it's just like that. Building stop signs, you ride your big wheel around. It's I've been doing it been going there since I was a kid. Wow. Okay. I assume at a certain point you age out of it, right? Like if you're if well, you not when you're old when you're older you go there at night, you play uh manhunt. You climb on the building. <laughs> you right, right. Top, you're you're you a high you're, you're you're an international sniper. I would definitely yeah. want to because you're as an adult, you know, these houses you're about as tall as the houses are. It's like you're in the land of the giants. 
I mean, I would want to go and, you know. Walk around and pretend you're huge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill you all. And start uh, knocking buildings over and whatnot. Wow. Hang on. There's another one. Let me go to Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Good morning. Hi, guys. You're welcome. Thank you, Jessica. All right. So th- there's a safety town near you in Bryn Athen, you were saying? Yeah. It's uh, Mesa Mills Park. They have okay, same safety thing. Town. I wonder what Bryn Athen Safety Town is like because you know they have this. There's all the legends of of, of Bryn Athen and and the uh, the founders, the Pitcairns, the Pitcairns. Yeah. There's a little bit of a different edge to <laughs> yeah. the safety town of Bryn Athen. Right, yeah. right. They uh, actually have like mock-ups of everything in there, like little stores and stuff like that, libraries. Welcome to Bryn Athen <laughs> Safety Town. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. Bryn Athen is an odd area, man. Well, on, the, on the couple of occasions it that is. I've driven through there, I've been looking around and yeah. I'm like, wow, this place looks really different. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see a sign that says you're in Bryn Athen and you're like, oh. Where are you from? Yeah, it's... From it's, Harleysville. Leave. It's, <laughs> it's very secret society It is, yeah. You, you get that feel when you're around Bryn Athen. Take him to the cornfield. Um, all right. Well, Safety Town. I'm glad that we it's cleared this be up. It. Got to be it, because this clearly this is something that that John was like, okay, I don't. He he's like, I even, must have been high. Like even he was questioning <laughs> if it, if it was legit or not, and so I, I think we brought back a little little a memory, uh, little kid <laughs> magic to him, a little memory of repressed you memories, yeah. repressed memories <laughs> that only deep therapy and electroshock therapy can. Make you remember. It's wonderful. I wonder. I'm, I'm looking at the picture of the houses here in this in this one safety town, and they've got sliding doors on the side of one of the houses, and one appears to have aluminum siding. Yeah. But you, I could see where you would definitely feel like a giant. Yeah. So I did a little research. It's a nonprofit organization, uh, and they have 3,500 of these safety towns around the country. 3,500. 38 countries. Okay. Oh. How have we never? We, none of us have ever heard of it. No, they they definitely don't have them near me. And I and I guess maybe schools do take, um, you know, uh, field trips uh, to those and and uh, have the kids go and kind of learn a little bit. It looks like they have their own vehicles too. Yeah. Yeah. Some of uh, them seem to have go karts, and some of them you bring your own bikes. Well, like manual go karts. I mean, like they pedal yeah. pedal yeah. carts. Pedal carts. I yeah. don't think they they give you one with a with an know, engine, three horsepower. This one's got a three fifty in it. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, hang on a it's second. It's like a Fast and Furious. It's about family. Uh, oh. <laughs> My name is Dom Jr. We can do some street race. Race for too large. Yeah. Too, too small, too slow. Yeah. Uh, let me go to, I have Andy on the line. Hi, Andy. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, Andy. How are you, brother? Andy! Oh, fan-freaking-tastic. Man. Right. I, I grew up with Safety Town, and I thought it was only existed in my little town in Ohio. And so, and and it says here on my screen that your mother used to be, uh, like, she ran the thing? Yeah, yeah. So, like, so our Safety Town was like a, um, a, a two- or three-hour day camp, and you would go for the whole week, and you would learn about Danger Stranger, Mr. Yuck, all those basic safety Well, things. What was Mr. Yuck? What was Mr. Yuck's deal? Oh, Mr. Yuck, it was it was like um it was for like poisons and stuff. It was like this oh. black stamp with this yellowish greenish ugly face on it and he taught you about, you know, don't drink the ammonia or the bleach or the wow. We probably should have had it for the Tide Pod kids. Were there any think, other but... scary characters that were uh, in Safety Town? Uh, do, do you consider McGruff the crime dog? <laughs> no, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. Yeah. What about Mr. Nose falls off? 
Yeah. It is me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there was all these different kinds of songs and stuff we would learn, like, about the traffic light. And to this day, I can remember a handful of them. So well, these, these have been around for, for decades then, because obviously, judging by the time frame that we're talking about, and I, I, I was boned out of it because I, I think I was, they came into being when I was too old to attend. Andy, yeah. sing yeah. a little bit of yeah. one of those songs for us, please. Uh the traffic light song, red on top and green below, red means stop and green means go, yellow means wait, even if you're late. That you remember, yeah. Nice job, more, Andy. More, more, nice encore, job, encore. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> you guys have a great day. You too. Take it easy. Uh, this is adorable. Yeah. It's kind of, it, you know, it... Yeah, it, it reminds me a little bit like uh, Storybook Land has uh, some small domiciles like this where you feel huge. Never around. been, never been to Storybook Land. Obviously, poor safety. In a poor safety town. Safety town. Well, what about poor safety town where there's exposed wires and gas leaks? <laughs> <laughs> People sleeping yeah, yeah, in the gutter. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. Uh, all right. Well, that was for uh, John. Clement Byrne, uh, who it just was dying to know this. He said, please, please, please ask your listeners to help. Where the hell was I that day? What on earth was the weird big wheel land that I went to? What was this place? Was it just some dude's backyard? <laughs> um, so, John, yeah. I think we cleared it up. Yeah, man, that's very cool. I was I, not That's a good memory, too. I was not expecting anybody no. to check in with information on that. We thought he was smoking angel dust. Well, maybe. All right, and then uh, one last thing, uh, and then we got to take a break. Uh, I got a an email that is hoping that we would wish someone a happy birthday, a shard out. Yeah. And it says, hey, I wonder, this is from Shannon O'Connell. She says, you know, I can get a shard out to my dear friend, Craig Legans. Oh, man. Monday, August 10th is his birthday, so it was just a couple of days ago. He said, I know you guys are off on Monday, so any day would be great. He's an amazing and talented man. And it's become one of my closest friends in the past year, thanks to the show. And I'm so grateful to have him in my life. Thank you so much, you guys. Rock Shannon O'Connell. So, Craig. You doing a big one? Yeah. Uh, happy birthday yeah. and a shout out. And don't forget about the Comic Book Guru's uh, podcast that he does. Yes, I, they took a little bit of a hiatus, obviously, with everything going on, but they're they're going back into production, is my understanding, so okay. that would be great. Nice. All right, listen, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We have some stories that will amaze you. Uh, the Bizarre File is on the way next, so make sure you don't go too far. What's new? Glad you asked. Godsmack. Green Day. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. And as I had mentioned, uh, Kathy, she is the focus of the most recent President Steve Daily Rush video. The title of the video is You a Idiot. (laughs) And the description says, this school year... Every student will grab their parent by the face and say three special words. You, a idiot. Uh, and you can now watch this video. It's available at PrestonSteve.com and is sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. So, Kathy, a idiot. <laughs> uh, we are going to do The Bizarre File, and I got the stories for you right here. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. File! 
Brought to you this morning by HERS. Pick up a specially marked bag of HERS today for a chance to win $10,000 and take your summer to the next level. Full rules and details at summerhers.com. HERS, forever good. Well, two blood-covered, chainsaw-wielding men emerged from the bushes of a popular park in Toronto on Sunday morning where witnesses said they screamed at, followed, and even lunged towards strangers while revving their deadly tools. The Toronto police confirmed that two people were arrested and two others injured when a large group of people were in a physical altercation involving at least one chainsaw near Toronto's Cherry Beach. So where did the blood come from? I don't know. Police have yet to release the suspects' names, the charges, or the nature and extent of any injuries. Uh, Chainsaws were not used as weapons in the fracas. Oh, well, that's refreshing. An investigation of the fight is ongoing, which means that few other details are available for police. First-hand accounts of what happened have been spreading like wildfire on social media. One video gave uh, interested parties their first good glimpse of the chainsaw-wielding men in action. In the clip, two shirtless men are seen approaching a local windsurfing club. The bloodied men yell things as they approach people. Uh, outside the club with their chainsaws buzzing the entire time, one man can be heard yelling, who hit me? That's the eternal battle between chainsaw people and windsurfers. <laughs> uh, despite the fast and heavy police response, people who frequented uh, the beautiful beach and recreational trail are expressing concerns over how unsafe the area you know, has become Lou, I'm lately. I'm concerned about the chainsaw maniacs that live in the woods. Some are blaming the incident on a growing tent encampment uh, or several encampments that uh, exist not only near Cherry Beach but all over the city of Toronto amid global pandemic and homelessness crisis. A Louisiana woman got the fright of her life when a tree near her home exploded after it was struck by lightning. Whoa! I saw a video of this. Uh... And it's wild, dude, because, number one, it's a big tree, and Steve, it just turned, it explodes. It turns into splinters. That's amazing. Um, the It's home security footage. Sarah Rabardi unseemingly steps out under her doorstep just moments before the blast. A bright flash, a thunderous crack, cause her to duck and quickly retreat inside as the tree explodes, sending splinters flying in every direction. I mean, she could have been I've killed see this. by this shrapnel flying at her. It's pretty wild. Uh, she said one step closer, and it would have been oh, yeah. s- seriously injured. So w- she steps out, and it's the neighbor's yard. The tree gets killed, and, and uh, the tree gets blown to bits, I should say. She came inches away from getting killed because a large piece of wood went flying yeah. right by her head. And look at all that debris lying around. I mean, it's just... What's the animal that goes running towards it? a cat. It? Uh, yeah, I don't know, but it runs towards the yeah. explosion, which I'll is fix it. Uh, pretty wild. Yeah, I got so. this. Don't worry. Yeah, so... Uh, local media reported several homes and vehicles were damaged in the incident, but no one was injured. She, she could have wow. died from that easily. Wow. Uh, here's a story out of Pennsylvania. State police in Somerset say a man was transported to uh, Conemaugh Hospital Saturday after allegedly firing a shot through his finger while target practicing. <laughs> Was he oh, aiming for his finger? I don't know. Because, because maybe he was successful then. It's very small, and that might have been what he was trying to shoot. I don't know. Troopers say I'm that I'm going to try to shoot my pinky. He was trying to conduct uh, a target practice at a private camp in Allegheny Township when he attempted to gain a better grip on the gun <laughs> and unknowingly placed his left index finger in front of the muzzle. How do you do that? I guess he might have been... Se- Lining his finger along the the side oh, of the, the barrel, I don't know, and he stuck it out too far. Authorities say the man fired a shot. 
It went through his finger, and the extent of the man's injuries are unknown. But I mean, he's, ouch. Do you even tell anybody? I, 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 <laughs> somebody no. saw it and probably came. No, it's okay. It's all right. Yep. A family is laying down the law on their teenage son after they say he stole their Range Rover while they were on vacation and took it on a joyride. Uh, 14-year-old Angel Martinez said, I just wanted to drive, but I don't have a license, so I just took it. He said, I can wash the car, and I was like, I don't have anything to dry it, so I'm going to take it for a spin until it dries. Well, he was just trying to come up with a creative way to drive it. Well, I mean, I mean to, to dry it, I should say. Angel was speeding in his North Phoenix neighborhood, disrupting his neighbors while his parents celebrated their anniversary in Las Vegas. Well, it won't dry right if you're not going fast enough. Angel's family found out about the joyride after Phoenix police gave them a call, and their son had been in trouble a few times before. He should have just gone down to the church. Uh, so with no other options, that's where all the riff happened. That's riff riff happened. Hangs out, yeah. <laughs> uh, so with no other options, it was time to clean house, and that they did. Uh, he said, According to his father, uh, Father Roman, he said, or Raymond, he said, uh, we got back to the house. Today, his room is 100% empty, and we are giving all of his stuff away. I saw a picture of him out on the sidewalk um, with his bed and his bureau and all his stuff up for grabs. Oh, my God. Um, He said, for hours, Angel sat on his bed with a sign that read, sorry, I stole my parents' car and was speeding. Clothes, television, the bedroom set, they were all given away for free. Angel's belongings went as fast as the Range Rover he was driving. Now, while he'll be sleeping on the floor or maybe the couch for the foreseeable future, it is a lesson learned. Angel said it's kind of weird, but I do think it's a fair punishment. So a punishment like that, I assume, would take, right? I mean, that's that's pretty, that's heavy duty. I would hope so, man. Yeah. I mean, if you give all his all stuff, of his away, stuff every bit of it. Yeah. Clothes, the whole deal. It's not like they took away the Xbox for a month. Right, exactly. Authorities responded to an apartment complex in Florida when an alligator wandered into a building and trapped some residents <laughs> inside an elevator. Uh, two deputies responded alongside a trapper when a call came in about an alligator inside a building at the Astero Park apartment complex. Uh, the sheriff's office said residents ended up trapped inside the elevator when they found the alligator blocking the door. Still here. Uh, deputies responded and isolated the alligator until a certified trapper arrived and humanely removed the gator. Still here. Uh, the apartment complex community was still here. Extremely <laughs> thankful for the deputies. I'm still out here uh, for the deputies' response. So yeah, they were they were kind of cornered yeah. and they didn't want to go. Not going anywhere. They didn't want to go anywhere, and so uh, they stayed where they were. All right, and then one last story. Well-known acrobat and aerial performer Sam Panda, a female, was asked to leave the beach for violating the thong ordinance. And a video of her being handcuffed by police has gone viral. I saw a picture of her in her thong. I don't know who would complain over uh, that. She's got a wonderful body. Yes. Uh, both Horry County and Myrtle Beach governments prohibit uh, thong bathing suits under an ordinance about indecent exposure on the beach. This law has been in place for years, and officers typically give a warning for the first offense. Sam Panda, originally from Pittsburgh, is well-known for miraculously surviving a fall in Bali during a performance when she broke her neck in several places and damaged her spine. I vaguely remember this. Well, Um, nothing happened to her butt, clearly. uh, The fall was filmed, and Sam went viral by showing her strength and great attitude by smiling in a photo from the hospital bed. A video of Panda being handcuffed by a Myrtle Beach police officer and their lengthy discussion about her bathing suit was posted on her social media. Uh, She comments on the post, a woman called the cops on me because of my bikini. That's how this all started. After the ordinance was shown to Panda, she came into compliance and was permitted to leave the beach without further incident. 
Myrtle Beach police said officers were initially called for a report of two women who were wearing thong bikinis and a see-through top who were, quote, dancing and soliciting videos on the beach. When the officers arrived, they spoke to with the women uh, to advise them of the ordinance related to nudity. And so, yeah, it led to all that. And there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File. For nice. Right, thank you very much. We'll have more coming up tomorrow. We're going to take a break. Be back in a second. Don't forget, we have a secret text word, and we are now going to get our winner. So, Marissa, give me a number caller for somebody who might know the secret text word. Caller number 21. 215-263-WMMR. You heard her. Caller number 21. Let's see if you know the secret text word. We'll grab a random text word while we're breaking as well. We'll come back in a second with lesson, question, trash, music, news, and more. Stay there. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we are looking for caller 21, secret text word. Caller 21 is John. That's who it is. Hey, John, how you doing, man? I am well, sir. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. I'll be doing better, and so will you if you can tell me what the secret text word is. Gopher. Gopher is correct. Yes, you win, John. Hang on a second. We're going to get your information. We are going to give you a digital download of Caddyshack because they're celebrating the 40th anniversary of that movie. And also, congratulations to our random texter, which is William Smith of Northeast Philly. Going to get the same thing. Don't forget, you can own the Blu-ray and digital movie now. Let's get you on board. Are there... Are there behind-the-scenes outtakes and things yes. like that from the original? I'd like to see that. I know they did they a... They did an A&E documentary yeah, about gotta, Caddyshack. I need to see that. There's a ton of stuff. Okay. Uh, and it's really well done. And when you realize the movie, it was actually... You know, it was right after Animal House. They were yeah. they were operating on, on the high of all that. So all those principles were involved. And... Um, it was not a big success. I mean, it did okay, yeah. but it certainly was not Animal House level. Right. I liked it from the get-go, but um, it's it had to sort of build up to its legendary status. It's like Three Amigos and yeah. a few of these others that came along, and they just kind of didn't take at the box office. Animal House took instantly. Right. When, you know, people just went nuts for it. Caddyshack, for many, was a discovered joy after the fact. Yeah. All right, so we're giving that away. Uh, We are also going to give away now something else because we're going to do today's lesson question, and we have a chance for you to win the King of Staten Island, Mm. a digital download of that. Pete Davidson, you know, that whole thing, Judd Apatow. Yeah, it's really good. We saw it. So the question that I have for you about today's program is, what is the hottest sign of love gift the reject contestant brought to the new bachelorette. Aww. It wasn't a rose. It was something else. Mm-hmm. It was the sign of love gift the reject contestant brought to the new bachelorette. If you were listening earlier this morning, then you should know. And you should call right now. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to do trash while you call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what's up this morning? Well, Zac Efron announcing he's leaving Los Angeles to set down roots in the more relaxed environment of Byron Bay, Australia. Efron says he actually always wanted to move to Australia ever since he saw The Sound of Music. (laughs) (laughs) Days after the death of a loving character actor, Wilfred Brimley, a handwritten note has been released that reveals he was at peace at the time of his passing. In the note, Brimley says he is more than ready to and, in fact, eager to die now that Courtney Stodden is back in the news. (laughs) Oh, my. God. And finally, 60-year-old Sean Penn confirming that he married 28-year-old Layla George with a county commissioner performing the ceremony on Zoom. 
Pence says all of the tumult in the world has made him appreciate the simpler things in life, like people who were just born when he was 32. Wow. <laughs> and that's all you get. <laughs> all right. We shall see if someone has the answer to this question. What's the hottest sign of love that the gift, the reject contestant brought to the new Bachelorette, 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Tracy, let's see if you were listening. What did he bring the uh, new Bachelorette? It was a rat on a stick. A rat on a stick. That is correct. Hang on a second, Tracy. For you, we have a digital download. The King of Staten Island celebrated comedy uh, director Judd Apatow and SNL's Pete Davidson officially acclaimed, uh, critically acclaimed heartfelt comedy is now available to own on digital and it's available August 25th on Blu-ray and DVD. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we will start. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we will start with Pearl Jam. Uh, Pearl Jam is oh, oh. Pearl Jam is offering uh, fans a chance to download the brands, the bands, August eighth. I'm trying to get back into the swing of things. August, doing it? Oh, oh. August 8, 2018 concert at Seattle's Safeco Field as a pay-per-view broadcast. Uh, the show will be available through Labor Day weekend starting on September 4th at 8 p.m. Uh, the general public can access the show for $14.99 with the band's 10 club receiving special pricing. Uh, Rolling Stone reported... That the 33-song career-spanning set featured numerous covers, including Neil Young's Throw Your Hatred Down and Rockin' in the Free World, which I think they play at every show. I think they do, right? I think that Nick had said that that's kind of the one constant. I I think I remember him saying that. Uh, The Beatles' I've Got a Feeling, White Stripes' We're Going to Be Friends, uh, Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb, and Little Stevens' I'm Patriot, and a guest spot from Brandi Carlile on her song again today. Uh, Pearl Jam is known for completely changing its set list on a nightly basis. Mike McCready said that fans are able to respond to songs from the band's entire repertoire. He said, we're lucky in the sense that we can go out and play every night and play different stuff because we have so much stuff to play and people are receptive to it. There are fans that like their favorite record, you know, like their favorite record is No Code or their favorite record is Versus. And we're lucky in a way that people want to hear new music from us. At least that's my perception. Oh, oh. Exactly. Looks like Nickelback will be making an announcement this Friday. Oh, boy. The band tweeted what appears to be an album or single cover with the heading Friday 814. Uh, Nickelback's last album was 2017's Feed the Machine, so the band could very well be announcing a new album. Uh, They had planned to celebrate the 15th anniversary of All the Right Reasons on tour this summer, but it was canceled due to the pandemic. They will, however, release a 15th anniversary deluxe edition of the album on October 2nd. Uh, This week, Metallica's ongoing vintage video series dubbed Metallica Mondays uh, featured the band's June 13th, 2004 concert at Olympia... What? Olympia? Olympia Stadion in Munich, Germany. Welcome to Olympia Stadion in uh, Munich, Germany. Metallica were in the midst of its two-year tour behind 2003 St. Anger collection at that time. So that one is the current one that is up. 
Uh, this is interesting. Dave Grohl posted a touching tribute to Trini Lopez on Twitter on Tuesday. Do you think a lot of people remember Trini? No. I, I, I was very familiar with him because my mother used to listen to a radio station that was super easy listening, and Tr- Trini Lopez would constantly be played on the station. Uh, the singer, actor, and guitarist passed away at the age of 83 from complications of COVID-19. And according to Grohl, the If I Had a Hammer singer... Uh, helped shape the sound of the Foo Fighters from day one. And I had no idea about this. And the reason being, he said, he wrote, every album that we have ever made from the first to the latest was recorded with my red 1967 Trini Lopez signature guitar. I didn't even know. Wow. He said, it is the sound of our band and my most prized possession from the day I bought it in 1992. How about that? So... Trini Lopez would record a lot um, of live stuff, predominantly live stuff. And uh, he and the, um, I forget who else, um, a couple of them did. But I didn't realize there was that sort of connection. We, no. we have uh, two clips of Trini Lopez songs. I don't know if they'll strike a uh, bit of recognition. Do we have them over there? Uh, I'm looking. If I had uh, a hammer. I remember him from the Dirty Dozen, Steve. Yep, you're exactly right. He's in he, the Dirty he has Dozen. A little moment where he plays guitar in, in that movie. He's a good guitarist. Uh, yeah, real good guitar player. Um, uh, I think Marissa's going to try and. Uh... Okay. You would, I think, he did covers, a couple of covers that were very, you know, well received. I mean, it's from a long time ago. Well, it stated here if I had a hammer. He wasn't the original singer no. of that song, was he? Okay. Or did he just play guitar? He sang as well. He sang as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because in Dirty Dozen, he sings a little bit, too. If I had a hammer, that's kind of like... If I had a hammer, yeah, I'd hammer in the morning, I'd hammer in the evening, all over this land. It's the hammer of justice. It's the hammer of freedom. Is that what you were thinking of? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then you did one where you would bash somebody's I'd beat you with the hammer. <laughs> I'd beat you with the hammer till you were dead. Yeah. Make you turn down your stereo. Drive the hammer into your head. And dance in your blood, and I'd be so happy all over the It's a claw night. hammer, right? So you a can pry the screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if you Let's to. see what's behind those eyes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the whole motivation was. Absolutely. You thought it was a song about peace and sort of a, a you know a connection through to mm-hmm. Jesus and being yeah. a carpenter mm-hmm. and ringing a bell and all this stuff. But Well, no. what was the other song besides I, If I Had a Hammer? Uh, it was... Uh, sh- was um, it- Wet ass pee? Wet ass pee. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because we do have that. Oh, we do we, have yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Look, I need a hard hit. I need a deep stroke. I need a henny drink. I need a weed smoke. Not a garden snake. I need a king cobra with a hook in it. Hope it lean over. He got some money, then that's where I'm headed. F- a one, just like his credit. He got a beer when well, I'm trying to wet it. I let him taste me. What if you... I don't want to... What if you go to have... like you, So you figure, okay, they're putting out this image. And you, you get into a, a bedroom situation with Cardi B. And she goes... Turn off the lights. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want to see it. <laughs> Turn off the lights. I'm in bed. I'm in bed. You know, all this. I want to. I want to snake. I want to. You know. Uh, oh, oh, I thought sorry. we were going to play more of the card. Well, 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 we've we've actually moved on to the actual Trini okay. Hammer. All right, so here we go. Okay. This is, uh, this yeah. is Trini Lopez. It is great, and he also did uh, Lemon Tree. Yeah, that's the other one we have. Yeah, we have that. Lemon Tree, very pretty, and 
I guess it was a big hit for They it. used it for, uh, as a lemon pledge commercial, do you remember? Oh. We also did, did a cover of Closer by Nine Inch Nails. So who knew that those, uh, that was, he was that important to, to the Foo, uh, Fighters. Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl. So it's, uh, it's every single album they've ever made. Had the uh, Trini Lopez signature guitar. Huh. Pretty amazing. Wow. That is cool. One last thing. Sting is currently working on his first album of original songs since the 2016 release of his top 10 hit, 57th and 9th. I'm a good friend, Stink. That's, no, not Stink. <laughs> Sting. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. He just sent me a birthday wish. It was uh, so wonderful. During an interview recently, Sting shed light on his current process, explaining it will hopefully be a new album. At the moment, I call it Preparing Canvases. In other words, I'm getting music into the form of songs, and at a later stage, it will present itself as a record or a theme. It's in the very early stages at the moment. Have you purchased any um, Sting music or oh my God, of not, recent stuff? Not since the 80s. No, yeah, not since yeah. Dream of the Blue Turtle and, and stuff like that. he's put out good stuff, but I just I don't get exposed to it. It doesn't get, you know... Yeah, Sting's uh, at that level in his career, which, in Starbucks. which a lot of people in, in the music industry eventually reach where they know... They're not going to have chart-topping records anymore, but so, they still have an audience that will buy that music and, and listen to it. You know? Yeah, he'll, it up. he'll go on tour and bring his uh, son out and then just let his son play for, like, 20 minutes. Really? In the middle of the set. Where, where, and Sting just kind of disappears? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think I would care for that. Yeah, I mean, that's how he's getting his son out there and well, people yeah. are enjoying the music. Can't do that. So. Yeah, but do it before... Sting goes on. Oh, man, it's like... Uh, I bring out my son to my concert. He's 71 years old. <laughs> you're, you're hijacking people's time with that, and I don't like that. It's yeah. like a lab experience. People do not sign up for that. You know what? Like, you know, uh, unless, you po- unless you advertise the show as Sting and Son. Right. So sometimes at church, uh, they would have with somebody... With the CD people? They would ha- with the CD people, but sometimes at church, they would have somebody come and speak... But they would do it in the middle of the mass, and I was like, "No, no, no! Would it be you staying? do this person after communion, uh, like in the announcement gives me the opportunity to leave." But they would have these people come in, and and uh, everyone have an exciting guest the speaker today is Sting <laughs> of the Police. Well, what they tell us about the uh, the uh, aluminum drive that we have. <laughs> What There's like it? somebody from a mission, you know, who's there. Oh, yeah, to, I know, but they know talk. everyone's going to bolt if they put them at the end of the, the service. Yeah, but you're hijacking my time. This is not part of the mass. Hey, yeah. Padre, yeah. what is this crap? You're not supposed to leave before it's all over, though. Well, you did. Yeah, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> I know you're Oh, all... I'm sorry. You're one of the riffraff. <laughs> I'm a riffraffer. Yeah. All right. Coming in with your cigarettes. Yeah. All right. And that's uh, all I have in music news for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. It's really awesome, by the way. And it is a uh, it's a car load for people all together to see our friend Bert Kreischer this Sunday, Citizens Bank Park. Very cool. Live in, drive in, that event. So don't miss it. You only need three letters. Very simple to win this week. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Hey, gang, obviously, this year's been very different. No, really? You don't say. Anyway, the 15th annual I Bleed for Preston Steve Blood Drive is a go, but... 
It's going to be a bit different, too. It's happening Friday, August 21st. And there will be three donation centers. The Fillmore in Philadelphia. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. And the FOP Lodge in Northeast Philly. The Red Cross is always in need, but especially so during this health crisis. So make your appointment at WMMR.com now. Listen, the process is safe, and it follows all social distancing guidelines, which is why both appointments and face masks are mandatory. Register for our I Bleed for Preston Steve blood drive. And yes, you'll get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt as our thanks. From the American Red Cross, Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. It is good to be back. It's nice to, to be doing this again. And, uh, and since we kind of had just so-so time off. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a whole hell of a lot to do, to be honest. Yeah. So it's nice to get back into the swing of things. Uh, Kathy and Nick returning on Monday, but thank you to Marissa Magnata yeah! being here inside the studio while we uh, do our thing. And also want to take a moment to thank Mr. Joe List, our yeah. guest today, for being on the program. Uh, Joe has a comedy special called Joe List, I Hate Myself, which is now available on Comedy Central stand-up YouTube channel. And you can go to YouTube.com slash stand-up to find that. And uh, thanks to, it was nice to talk to uh, Mike and Alex over at uh, Fox 29 as well. Always checking with them. On Wednesday morning, so it was all good. Pierre Robert. To see you kids is like springtime in the wintertime. It's oh. springtime in the wintertime. <laughs> That's it. It's like Christmas in July. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, thank you. Great to see Likewise. you. Likewise. So, I've, you had just blew my mind in music news. Um, you spoke of Dave Grohl referring to Trini Lopez. Yeah. Now, Trini Lopez, I didn't know he had died, uh, so I was sad to hear that. Um, but... Um, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, kind of like people here have houses at the shore, the Lake Tahoe to people in San Francisco area is kind of what the shore is to people in Philly, except it has two seasons. So it's kind of like the shore in the Poconos, because you can ski in the winter, you can go to the beach and go right. water skiing in the summer. And so my family had a little resort, a little motel we ran, uh, and we would spend every summer at Lake Tahoe running this little uh, resort. So... um we and it was about two miles down the road from the Calneva, which was Frank Sinatra's legendary casino that he owned for only three years before the Nevada Gaming Commission caught him doing business with Sam Giancana, the <laughs> noted mobster. <laughs> yeah, that was a problem. And sneaking Marilyn in and other such things that he would do, but uh, so he, but but um, he saw Trini Lopez. Frank Sinatra saw Trini Lopez playing at a little club in Los Angeles called PJs. And he just put out an album live at PJ's with I Had a Hammer on it. And America, I like to be in America. Yeah, yeah. Okay, for me in America. And La Bamba. Um, he didn't write any of his own songs, but they were all, you know, he would cover other people. I think it was Peter, Paul, and Mary that did. Right, I yeah, we were talking about that. Um, yeah. And um, so we're out at our, out. we're having dinner outside. And my sisters looked over and said, look at that guy in Beatles boots. And with the slick back hair and the tight pants. And um, it was Trini Lopez walking in and with his manager. And um, the man, it was like June. And the manager said, I'm looking to rent a room for the summer for this uh, singer. And so my mother said, yeah, we've got a room. And um, he stayed with us the entire summer of, no of uh, 1962. Did what? you get to spend any time with him? Yeah. We yeah. taught him how to water ski. Wow. 
We are. <laughs> that should be your next T-shirt. I, I taught Trini Lopez how to water ski. <laughs> well, I, my sisters did. We had a boat. We we had a little place on the beach, and we didn't have uh, the big thing for motels. Then was you got to have a, a, a swimming pool and TV. We had no swimming pool and no TV because we were right on the lake. You didn't need it, right? So people would stay with us, and they wouldn't miss it if they had kids. Uh, but so um, Trini had uh, would stay with us. He often didn't have enough money to pay the rent, and my mother would just let him slide. Um, and um, we didn't invite him over, you know, for when we'd have when he'd have a night off because he'd do two or three shows a night. And Sinatra had him in. Uh, there was a big celebrity room that Frank had designed with this uh, giant stage that would go down and become even with the floor, so the performer could walk amongst the people, yeah. then get back on the thing and get back up. And then Sinatra had a tunnel that would take him to his own private residence, so he wouldn't have to talk with anyone yeah. when he'd leave the stage. But he had a small cabaret room, and Trini was playing the cabaret room all summer long in the summer of 62. So um, he wouldn't get up until like 3 o'clock, uh, and he'd be out. And I remember him having a tan on his stomach because he would never lay on his stomach to get his tan on his back. So he was only tanned on his stomach. <laughs> huh. Why do I remember this? Uh-huh. And so, um, and we taught him how to water ski. And I, we, all the kids would go by, and he'd be sitting out like reading a book on the lawn. We go, Trini, come on, sing. If I had a hammer, come on, Trini. And he go, If I had a hammer, beat it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, so, was this as his career was getting started? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, and yeah. then within two years, he hit his <clears throat> his uh, his peak, and he came back two or three years later and played the big room for several nights and filled it and then was playing large rooms and you know i i joined the trini lopez fan club you know and he would always invite us backstage whenever we would be anywhere near oh, that's uh, cool. to the thing and um so it was kind of cool that's cool yeah and did you know this connection with uh with dave grohl and i had Fighters? no blanking idea that well. of all people dave grohl would attribute, you know, anything to Trini Lopez. Yeah, yeah. So well, cool. What a great story, Pierre. I'm going to play If I Had a Hammer today. Excellent. I got to do Excellent. that. I love it. All right, well, uh, do you mind if we get a letter out of I here? don't. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Z as in zebra. All right, and you only have three letters to keep track of this week. We are giving away a ticket for you and three friends to see. Bert Kreischer, presented by the President Steve Show on Sunday. This Sunday, part of the Live-In Drive-In concert series at Citizens Bank Park in the lot. And each ticket is good for one car and a maximum of four people per car. And enjoy the show from the comfort of your own vehicle. The show is sold out. Go to WMMR.com for more drive-in concerts and the do's and don'ts for the series, by the way. Uh, what's up on your show today, man? Well, first of all, um, speaking of the live-in drive-in, we got a call yesterday from Luke Spiller at noon, and uh, we announced that the uh, strut date has changed from next Saturday to next Tuesday. So uh, it'll be next Tuesday night, the 18th. Instead, oh. all tickets will be honored uh, from the Saturday show, and some uh, still remain. And our conversation with Luke is now up at WMMR.com. Uh, Thursday at 2 o'clock, I will speak with uh, Gina of the Go-Go's. Gina Shock, the drummer of the Go-Go's. I watched that documentary. I, I too. freaking loved it. Wasn't it great? It's great. And there's and, and, and as Bill Weston pointed out, MMR figures prominently. In, in, some, in a lot of the footage that they use 
uh, from a particular performance, and they're giving credit. But man, oh man, is it a good documentary. I mean, I had no idea. When they came by here in the early 80s, and they were cute and bubbly and yeah. all the things you attributed them to, you know, and then you learned that some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, that they had, you know, that uh, they had huge drug problems yeah. and all kinds of inner band conflicts, as many bands do. Um, and a fascinating story. Well, and I didn't know they started on the punk scene, that they were right. at that famous Sex Pistols right. show in New York. And I, I was actually hoping you guys would have some more stories to piece it together because it feels like they started to, like, touch a little bit on, like, just crazy sexual nights and well, all there's a that. Whole bunch. And I mean, just kind of, like, stopped real quick. Well, they did some, I mean, there's footage of them, you know, with roadies and stuff like that and candles and, and butts and stuff like that. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they would tear it up. But, I mean, and they, but uh, Jane Whelan says right in the beginning, we, we, we want to be punk rockers, um, but we didn't know how to play any instruments. Yeah, you're right. So, and, and as uh, Belinda Carlisle points out, she goes, but for punk, it didn't matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Oh, so it's good. a great story. And at the end, uh, we uncovered from uh, from the vaults of the MM archives. I mean, the station broadcast so many things and taped so many things and lost so many things. Yeah. We recovered uh, a show from Emerald City. Uh, which had been the Latin Casino and then was torn down, and that's where Subaru was located for many years um, in that site. And it was Emerald City for a couple of years, a rock show, and MMR broadcast the Go-Go's live from there in 1981. And I referenced that show with Gina, and she completely remembers it. And if you look at the documentary at the end where they do the song credits, there are, there are no less than seven times, uh, courtesy of WMMR-FM. Yeah. At the very end, if you freeze, I mean, frame after frame, I'm going, oh, that's cool. There's one mention. Oh, my God, two more on that one. Three more over there. It's like seven mentions of it's, MMR. It's cool. So Gina is tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Excellent. Uh, today on the Workforce Blocks, we've got Dire Straits. Uh, we've got the Black Keys. We've got the Beach Boys. And If I Had a Hammer by Trini Lopez. Wow. <laughs> what a program. Uh, action-packed. Love it, love it. All right, let me thank our sponsors, Preston Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show. Also, hers, the official chip of making the most of your summer. And finally brought to you by the Piccalillian. Piccalillian. You can enjoy their world-famous wings for outdoor dining or curbside pickup, and you can do that tonight. Tomorrow on the program, we're working on it. Give us a break. We just got back from vacation. We'll have a damn good time, I guarantee you. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. All right, let's get this straight once and for all. Yes, I'm the mom, and you have to do what I say because I am the mom. And if you don't like it, go talk to your father. Next message. Big dogs running. Big dogs out. Next message. There's many battles going on in the world today, but the main battle is Android versus iPhone. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.